Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with D. Greg Wilson. Hey. Uh, Joe the Kid Perez just left. He's going to school. Wait, no fresh, no fresh virgin surgeon stories? <laughs> Next week, yeah. Keep, keep uh, fresh, kid. He's got to try a little harder. We also have yeah. CB Gold here. What's going on, guys? That's it? No, I really? like that. No, that's good. Don't no, get him you, on yeah, that. Yeah, dude, every time I that don't was- do it, you're like... That's it. And every time I do it, I get ripped on. So I'm totally. just like, you know like, what? Like, that was Fuck natural. That was... How you guys doing? Yes, I'm with that Done. CB. I thought that was a very natural intro, and I liked it. Nice. Not that it's I care how you're doing, fucking... but... Boom, boom. I'm in the room. I'm in the room. So uh, I want to tell everybody, <laughs> guys, I will be in New York City uh, this Thursday night at the Cutting Room. Oh, Thursday night. Okay. Still tickets available this Thursday night at the Cutting Room. Uh, Dean Thomas is also on the show. Uh, and then Friday night, I am at the uh, Catch a Rising Star in Princeton, New Jersey. Definitely come to one of those shows if you're on the East Coast. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Uh, I just got back from Arizona last night, actually the night before. Uh, and, you know, it's crazy, man. Comedy is such a, a mindfuck because I did seven shows in Arizona. All, you know, I did an hour a night. I, I was feeling like a million dollars, new material, some new material, just having great shows. You know, like people left, like some old people were like, man, you're the next Don Rickles. And someone's like, you're better than Don Rickles, which obviously is like not true, but it was just awesome to hear that. Yeah. Uh, and people were saying, oh, I, I come here every week and, and you're the funniest guy. I was just awesome. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like riding high. I'm just feeling like a million dollars. And then. Then I, I drive back from Arizona, and Jack, the uh, who I love, Jack, he, he doesn't want to drive at night. He can't drive at night. He's like a phobia or something. He can't drive at night. So I got to drive six hours back, and then I like get in. Why did you come back at night? Because we wanted to get back in Monday morning. We, we left right after the show. Okay. Right, after, right after the show, we go. I hate that. That's the worst. Because you know what it is? You finally get home, and then you, you can't sleep. So I couldn't sleep. I didn't go to bed till like five in the morning. I woke up at nine. We woke up at ten. So you might as well have just spent the night and driven back in the morning. Probably. Then I had a show last night, and it was a dime bar show, and there must have been like you know fifteen people there, and I I started off just like with a bang, like just, and then I started getting into the crowd, and normally my crowd work, it's like one of the best parts of my show, but this time, just the crowd hated it, like they they <laughs> they got. They got, they got After really. Two nights ago, you're better than Rickles. Yeah. You're the greatest. So you're like, I'm better than Rickles. Yeah. And I, boy, that's the way life has, comedy has an amazing way of keeping you level. Right. And you know? Even not even level, like under the level. Like fucking, <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't mind being on the level. Yeah. I, I was fucking magma, right? So I was like way out of the level. So I'm trying now, I'm trying to like, and like, it's like mostly, it's a lot of black people. And I was trying to do like oh, a couple Black Lives Matter jokes. I was trying to get my way out of it. Oof. Sometimes I could talk my way out of it. Not this time. It wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. And then it was a lot of people that had seen me before murder, oh. which is even worse because like, then it's just a mind fuck. And, well, and it's also one of those things that if you do the material that you did last time. They've seen it. They've seen it. And, I, and I'm in my head now. Now, then I'm, I start getting really in my head. Like I start, when I don't sleep is when I have OCD. That's when my OCD really, sure, yeah. really starts. So then I start like going, oh my God, maybe, this, maybe, I, maybe I'm not funny. This is why I suck. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make a living at this. I'm going to end up as a fucking Uber driver. And then I'm, I'm going to drive around Hollywood picking up Chris D'Elia. You know, like, just, I start getting in my head. It's in, by the, Eve Edwards just showed up, by the way. Eve Edwards. I start getting in my head, and I'm just like, so then I, I get off stage, and I hadn't had a set like this in a while. Yeah. Like, I, I was, I mean, seven shows in Arizona, but six shows before that, and usually the dime bar is my, my, my totally, club. Totally, absolutely. So I get off, I, I, 
I walk out of the bar and I sit down on the bench and I got like my three comedy friends that like my openers are there like Mike, Brian, and, and Eric. And, I, and I, they were like, yo, that was, that was good. I'm like, that wasn't good. I'm like, I don't want to go back in there. But I have to go. I have <laughs> to. Your show. I, I, run the, I run the room. Yeah. I have to go back in. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to see those people ever again. <laughs> like, and I don't have like the, it's not like a show where I could just leave, you right. know? Like I ha- so then I go back in and then, I, and then I'm seeing the other comics and then another, and then, then, then this new comic this this girl who you know she's funny but like her opening thing was like every guy comic wants to fuck me they're just sending me dick pics all day uh, and like first of all I, and you're just like what yeah. like i don't want to why am i grouped into this fucking thing i don't ever even met the, i'm just giving you a spot yeah. and now i'm being accused of wanting to fuck you i'm like engaged i'm not yeah. even i like but she's like every comic i get dick pics all day and then she's like oh are you guys still kind of uh, uh angry at the last comic like what like what are you shitting on me for Ooh. like like so what did I do to you? You know, you're, you're on your own when you're up there. And well, I, and I, plus you, you I set the stage. I mean, now, now, she does have the right to take, a, to, to take that into account in her set. Okay? Kind of, kind but of. You're just saying because she was she a piece of shit. scale of one to ten. She's hot. No, no, she's oh. hot. She's hot. But the thing is, I hate when comics do that. Like, I hate when comics bring up other performances. It's one thing if, like, the guy got naked on stage or set up fucking firecrackers or something. But when, it, when you try to, like, like go off the well, other... Well, there is a certain, I mean, camaraderie. Like, if she knew you better or she was one of your boys, maybe you could make a... If you're uh, the host, you know. I could see it. If you're the host. But if you're the other comic, whatever. I don't know. So then, But she did okay. But then so then my, my fiancé, I haven't seen in a week, runs in to surprise. Says, hey, I'm going to see you at Dime Bar. And I, you know, after a bad set, you don't want to see your fiancé. You don't want to see anybody. Yeah. So then, then I have to be like, but I, I was happy to see her, but I was just like beating myself up all night. And then, then I get back to the uh, to my ha- my 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 house, and she she always makes me feel better. She's 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 awesome. That's but, great. But she it, should. That's the that's but, the value. But it was just one of those things where like, and then I was annoyed that like the spotlight's not working, and the, the blew out, and the, the bartender's like, don't worry, uh, hey man, I'll get you a new spotlight. And then he said he had some issues with his kid, which is fine, his kid's strep throat. But so now we're doing comedy in like the dark, which is making oh, it which is making it harder. Still yeah. no new bulb. No, don't have a new bulb. And it's so, a very dark bar. It's, yeah, it's a dark bar. And then I've been asking for a sign for like seven months, but I, I like I built the stage, I got the microphone, I got the DJ, I get the comics. I'm like, there's like, but I'm, but if I don't do it, it's not gonna get done. Totally. So, Did you like actually build like you hammered in the stage? No, I paid a guy 125 dollars to do it. Oh, but I was I like, because Jews don't do manual labor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. I'm Thanks. Yes, we do. Well, not and you. He a, and he got a good price. <laughs> 125. That's a nice price for a custom built stage. It's a pretty small stage, and yeah. the guy was a comic, so I had to give him. Spot. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> That's where the real price is. Yeah. That's where it really costs you. He's good. John Deresta. He's, uh, he's oh, a, he's very funny. He's a funny comic. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that was that. Uh, that was Arizona. And then uh, I haven't voted yet. I'm either going to vote or go to physical therapy. I'm debating whether <laughs> I should do. I, you're going to go to physical therapy, and then whoever wins, it's going to be that by one vote, and well, you're going to feel I like mean, an it's asshole. Like, you know, Hillary won California. So basically, I'd be voting on... Uh, Porn. Well, she doesn't uh, want it at the time of this recording. Okay, but she's going to win California. What? 
So vote on no on 60, which is basically no condoms and porn. Right, I know. And, you know what's funny is <laughs> Summer, uh, my fiance, she yeah. prepares, she does the booklet, she ra- does all the research, and she fills it in. She's like, well, this is what I went with, you know, and I generally agree with her, yeah. so I just take that. So I'm going through and I get to the porn one, and of course she voted no for the condoms and the porn. I'm like, good girl. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. See, that's why I trust you. That's right, babe. No condoms and porn. Because let me tell you something, she wasn't thinking about herself. Yeah. She was thinking about me. So what? she's the more logical one in the relationship. You oh, give completely. her who not to pick in fights. Yeah. She gives hey, you... I was a perfect 0-3 this week, guys. <laughs> Come then, on. And then she gives you, this is what you're supposed to vote for. Well, it looks good to me, so. Well, yeah, no, but she's much. right, though. When I, when I see condoms and porn, I'm like, I'm like, look, this guy's not even enjoying it. Like, how, the, how the fuck am I supposed to enjoy it? Exactly. This is the fantasy. Yeah. There's no condoms in fantasy. I, There's rarely condoms in reality. That's right. So the no condoms in porn, and I'm voting yes on marijuana. So basically, I'm going to go vote for weed and porn. <laughs> like, I am the most degenerate fucking voter. <laughs> no, but, because every porn star in their avatar pic says, no on 60, no on 60. Yeah. Yeah. And I want those pictures out. Like, I want to see the fucking chicks. Right. Like, they're porn. <laughs> <laughs> It's like one of those temporary profile pictures yeah, where it had yeah, like yeah. the French flag over them or something. Yeah, I'm like, you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, they're fucking. They're blocking the hot chicks. I want to see the pictures. Yeah. So that's why I'm Condoms voting no. blocking them even in the thumbnails. Have you seen those those porn videos where they, they, they yes they change <laughs> yes <laughs> they change the scene they they put in. They, um, I guess they superimpose these images of like cartoons or these funny scenes where where they're like beating drums rather than like smacking an ass or something like that. I have not seen you that. Know? You're a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, seriously, I what like... category is that? It's, it's not porn. It's like it's... oh, that explains it. It's not porn. It's not porn. They, okay, because I'm like so I've been through all the categories. I mean, <laughs> six nights in Vegas trying to save money. Oh you get God. through all the categories in porn. Uh, I'll show oh it to you, God. and then you'll see why I feel like that's like condoms and porn. Like you said, it's for the fantasy. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Kind of I mean, that. right. I mean, if they get herpes that or whatever they get, that's part, that's part <laughs> of the job, man. They signed up for it. Right. That's like saying, you know, MMA with big gloves. It is, no, dude. Right, or trying to take collisions, you know, concussions out of football. I mean, it's going to happen, guys. Sorry. You can't, it's a collision sport. You're going to have concussions. Right. You know, it's all like, like, sorry, guys, we discovered it. it was shut down the NFL. It's not going to happen. Right. Poor, you know, you're going to get herpes. So, uh, Eve, by the way, I got to say, man, you've been killing it on Fox Sports, dude. Thank you. Man. You do a really good job. Uh, it's cool seeing your fight picks. Good work, man. It was, it was fun. I, I, I kind of left out or disregarded the altitude in, my, in some of my picks. And that, I feel like that hurt one of my picks, not all of them. Right. Um, but no, it was fun. It was fun working with Dominic, too. Um, I think Dominic is probably the best of all of us analysts. Yeah. And it was fun working with the guy that I think is the best. I learned a lot from him, too, this weekend, man. So I, for me, it was fun. It was he a did a time. great job when he was commenting the fights. Who's this? Dominic Cruz. Oh, yeah. I was like, man, yeah. I mean, you know, I've probably watched over 1,000, 2,000 fights, and you think you've heard it all. But you're like, wow, man, he's breaking it down to a way where I'm learning stuff about the sport that I didn't know I was going to learn. So, uh. Yeah, um, he's, we've talk, we talked about a couple of things, and, and I just feel like I learned some of those things from him. Um, and, yeah, Dom, Dom is one of the best, man. I think, I think he is the best of all, and that's just my opinion. Who, who's, who am 
Mike. It's got such soft I, hands. I, <laughs> <laughs> really gentle touch. I, I think that time out when he was hurt <laughs> yeah. for, those, for so many years, I think that really helped. I mean, having to sit back and then working behind the desk, I think that yeah. helped him with his skills in the fight game, too, being able to pick people apart like that. I love the way Brian Stan learned to say Oliveira. <laughs> did you notice that throughout the uh, No other Spanish fighter did he do that with, but except <laughs> me, and then of course Lamas trying to get the upper hand on Olavera. Like it just <laughs> the, having a little stroke. Just right there. the one word. By that the, was it. By the way, guys, over the weekend my computer broke, my Mac broke, so we we so we we have no phone calls today because we can't do the Skype. So, oh, no. so it's just us four. So Brian Stan can't come on and tell us what happened to Olavera. No, no, no. <laughs> by the way, have you ever like? So my computer, it didn't break, but I take it, it's all of a sudden it stops working, right? I think I had too much on it. Mac, which Mac people will tell you that Macs are unbreakable. They never crash. Yeah. They're the best thing ever. You're a fucking moron if you're still on PC. But then shit like this happens to so Macs I went to I went to turn it in, right? And the guy's like, oh, it's a 2012 Mac, which is why this happens. So we're going to fix it for free. Don't worry. So I'm like, are you going to save my data? And they're like, oh, we, we can't promise, but 90% chance. I, I feel like I was in the hospital. Like, please save my kid. The yeah. same, like, I was like, I'm sweating. Right. Like, I've seriously been with people who've injured and have not cared as much as my Because I have all my files, all my this. Sure. And everything's not backed up. Of data, course data's like, data on a computer, honestly, for people that use their computer honestly, like all the time. It's one of the most sacred things ever. There and I is. have all these ideas for sketches and bells and, and everything. You know, backup is like condoms. You should do it all the time, but you don't. <laughs> yes. You know you should, but you don't. Right. So I you have know? Like, right. I have some things backed up, but not like all my videos on. I have too many videos on the Mac. That's, that's yeah. why I crashed. So me then, too. So then they call me and they, <laughs> like comedy videos. Right. No, yeah, me too. Yeah. So then they call me. <laughs> they call me. They're like, listen. No, mine can, is comedy videos. They're like, we could save your Mac. However, You're gonna lose the data. all the data. So luckily there's a guy, there's this old crazy guy down my block who got all the data off. Right. But he told me why he's voting for Trump and how he's in the military. Wow, and, so expensive, and like, this one. And this guy goes on for like, for $25. <laughs> he he Save it all. But, uh, but, but I don't have a computer for like a week now, which right. fucking sucks. We're going to be trying to promote two shows in New York. Very New bad to not have your computer. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Boy, it's always the worst possible <laughs> fucking time, too. The worst. You're on a deadline. Shit has to get done. And the computer... But it is because... And I'm the same way because when you record so many shows, I mean, each show is an hour of video. So that's a couple gigs each show. And then we put those all right onto your hard drive. And the second... Every, you know, a, a gigabyte over 50% of your hard drive and you start... Losing performance, especially because you think. Or so I've been told. Especially you do, you do you do a lot of crowd work. You're like, oh, I'm gonna put this on YouTube one day, which I never do, but it's just there. Yeah. And, and uh, oh, listen, I've got piles of it waiting to be edited. Yeah. So yeah. so that's how I am. So anyway, so then and then I, and then I'm stressed out because I'm leaving for New York tomorrow, and my dad's in New York, and Bree's coming, so I gotta leave my dog with my step with my my dad's third wife, my Ellen, uh, who uh, my dad's wife. I'm, Lover, she's the best. But she, my dog has bitten her like a couple Uh-oh. times, and they have a whole thing. So your dad's going with you to New York? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's gonna visit the family and everything. And then uh, Bree, uh, like, there's still like an issue with Bree and my dog 
because I got the dog. When I was my ex girlfriend took home the dog one day, like like rescued the dog when I was on the road. I come right. back, we have a dog, and then he kept biting people and other dogs. And she's like, "Listen, I can't take care of this dog. I'm gonna give it back. You know, it cost me." So I'm like, "I'll take it. It's not going back to the vet or to the pound." But now Bree feels like she's the stepmother of the dog. Oh, like yeah. that's her step. <laughs> that's her step dog. So she's so, cold to the she's dog. She's a little, a little cold. Yeah. Like, like she told the dog, well, it's not that cute. I'm like, I'm like, you can't tell. She told her family it's not that cute. I'm like, you can't wow. tell. That's fucking bullshit. You know? Like, so then I sometimes would be like, to the dog's voice, and I'm like, do you really think I think I'm cute? And then she's like, no, I think you're cute. I'm like, now she's like, don't you think it's kind of weird that I'm, I'm talking through a dog to you? And uh, yeah, so that, that's that. That's what I got to deal with. So anyway, all right. Hot episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging that shirt, and I see. I know. I'm, Olivetta, I saw a uh, post by Dean saying he's going to open for you. Yeah, in New Dean's York. doing comedy. He's funny. He's he's super funny. What's the matter? You I, couldn't I, get Olivetta. I haven't seen I haven't seen one of his sets, so I I, I hate that I'm going to miss it. He he's good. Are you going to New York? I'm not going to New York. Nah. So let's talk about the fights last week. Uh, first of all, Bellator fights. Congrats to Phil Davis. Beat beat Liam McGarry. Uh, did it with wrestling. Was smart. First round was a little shaky. Uh, won the next four rounds. You see the fights at all? I didn't see them. Awesome. Did you I, see the fights, Greg? Yes. The Phil Bell, Davis. Bellator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. Super happy for Phil. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm just, uh, I, I, you know, the thing about about Phil Davis, he's, you know, he's one of those guys on a good night could beat anybody in the world. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of that good night. But I was yeah. super happy he beat Liam. He's getting paid. He's a Bellator champion. Congrats to Phil. He had the perfect game plan. Yeah. There, was, there, was, there is no better game plan than what he did. And I've seen a lot of people, oh, it was fucking boring. It was a terrible fight. It might have been boring, but it was the, the smartest thing that Phil could do. Phil's getting him down to the ground, and everybody's talking about, you know, Liam's submissions off his back, his, his uh, side mount bottom triangle, all that stuff. He's sitting there. He's sitting in half guard. Locking down one leg, can't move. He moves over to mount. He moves to knee on belly. He was in every position where Liam had no attacks off his back. T- name me one time in 25 minutes that Liam had a full closed guard on Phil. Yeah, He didn't. Right, no, he, Phil. He did it perfectly. I wanted Liam to win, but... It was the perfect game plan executed Liam's with a big cerebral guy. I precision. Big Liam was too. He's really tall. Big dude. A lot of length. I was just, happy. I, yeah. felt, I felt bad for Assad Awad. Oh, uh, yeah. I never saw that coming. You know what I think happened? What's you know, because you know when he had him tied up, uh, Brendan Ward had him tied up against the, the, the cage, right? Yeah. And he said to him, Do you want to wrestle or do you want to bang? And so he let him go, right? And so they got into a stand-up war, and you, I think, I felt like I could see on his face he wanted to, to try and take him down. He wanted to go for the double leg, but he had just said, "We're not going to wrestle. We're going to bang." So he stood there and tried to bang it out and got knocked the fuck out. And I really thought that that it was because he he had already said we won't wrestle, so he couldn't go for the takedown. He's a very, or he would a, look like a puss. He's a very proud guy, and uh, you know, one of those dudes. He's coming up from fifty-five to seventy, and now you know when when you it's that fifteen pounds. It's not really 15 pounds. It's like 30 pounds. <laughs> right. Yeah, you get, you get guys that, um, I mean, guys are coming down from like 195, 200. And a lot of 155 pounders, when they're walking around, they're walking around in the 70s. Yeah. Either, you know, some of the bigger guys get into the 80s. But nobody's walking around close to 200 at 55 and, and except Gleason Tebow. I mean, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. huge. 
But yeah, you're fighting much bigger men when you when you move up that 15 pounds. By the time they put that weight back on, they're they're close to 200 pounds, and you're 100. You're back to what you walk around at 185. Pounds. How much weight did you cut? I I try not to. <laughs> I would fight. At, I'd probably walk into the cage somewhere between 72 and 74. So. I would cut about 19 pounds, or, or that's how much weight. Did you get harder as you got older? Um, fortunately, not. I think because I was like a, a tweener for the for the middle for the lightweights. I'm sorry, I would have been. Of course, I would have been small at, at welterweight, but and big at, at feather. But uh, I just didn't feel like I could make 45, and I know I was too small. By the way, so thing. you moved to LA. Dana White told you moved to LA, right? Didn't Dana, Dana to did tell he, you? No, he didn't tell me. I just did. I heard he said, hey, man, you should, move, you should be in L.A. Really? That's what I heard. I, I thought know. he said, get your ass to L.A. And you're like, yes, sir. You moved to L.A. <laughs> you're here for like a year and a half, right? A year. You're kind of like, fuck, is this the right move? He's having second de- thoughts. Your, your wife has a job, which is cool. But now, a year later, you did the Rogan podcast twice last week, or right? They're going to start using you. You've been on Fox every week. You're on this podcast. I feel like things are finally... Uh, right? you're basically, you're welcome. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Things are things are finally doing. You know, things. Yeah, things are picking up for sure. Um, I think it was you know changing, getting into a new environment. Um, one thing about California that's crazy to me is the cost of land, the cost of of, of housing, and it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. we we in Texas we had we had a twenty five hundred square foot house for. Less than what we pay for a uh, uh, what we paid for a single bedroom apartment out here. Yes, and, but I had to live in Texas, <laughs> yeah. which I grew up in Texas, and so I say that knowing what it's like to live in Texas because Texas is beautiful, lots of land. I can't believe big houses, El Paso, but by it's the way. fucking hot as it's Shit. so hot. You're oh, like fuck this. I can't believe like, you're fucking El Paso. Well, I grew up in Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I lived in El Paso one year. I just oh. graduated high school there, so they tend to claim me. But when I think that, like. All the Mexicans there, and the army, and then you, like, <laughs> like, where the fuck do you fit in, dude? I, I found the, you know, it was a very strange time. It was very, luckily, all, all teenagers drink, so you know, we go to Juarez, in Texas. Yeah, we go to Juarez, Mexico, and you know, it was like teenage, you know, party town. So it, it, it all worked out fine. It was weird, by the way. Mexican. It was everywhere. Teenagers drink. It was weird, by the way, being like in Arizona. It was like going back to these places, Engage, where I was once single. Because when I was when I was single, like in, in Arizona, right, yeah. I was on Tinder. I was right. this, that, that. I was having crazy experience, fun, yeah. whatever. And now I'm like, it's just weird. Like I don't even go to strip clubs anymore. Like I, I, I used to like when I went to strip clubs, I would go with like a stack of flyers the first on Wednesday night. Tickets and give them all to the strippers. Hey, come to the comedy show. And they did all come. I had this whole fucking yeah. plan of attack. And, uh, and now it's like, all right, I'm going to go to a strip club. I'm not going to get a lap dance. Because if I get a lap dance, I'm just going to like, whatever. Not to mention my, 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 uh, my girl and me, we still have our shared locations on our phone. So I might even say <laughs> at the strip club. What? <laughs> shared but, locations? Yeah, by accident, I, I pressed shared location, as, which is fine. So I'm it's sure a you can go into your settings and, and, and turn those off. But then she'll know. Then she's like, why are you turning off your locations while you're out of town? Exactly. Right. So it's like, uh, I, but whatever. So can I tell you? That's why I never trim my pubes right before I leave town. Really? Yeah. Because I don't want her to think I'm trimming him for, you know, for the road action. How often you know? do you trim your pubes? As often as necessary. He trims them like three or four days before he leaves. Yeah, exactly. 
I try and trim them right when I get back. Like, babe, see, I'm trimming them for you. Do you shave the balls or just trim? No, them? no, I just trim the pubes. I can't get anything near that. That's that whole, whole. That's too like, dangerous. You cut down the shrubs, make the tree look bigger. No, it's just pleasant for her. Do you not? Well, you probably have much tighter curls. He has like brillo. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yours is like low shrubbery, <laughs> whereas mine is more like a uh, uh, a grassland. You know, like a what? A marsh. Mine's more like a marsh. You got like a. Any, I don't know. What do you call it? <laughs> Jufro or something? Jufro, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what but it's, you know, but so it's pleasant. You know, the girl, ask any woman. All girls appreciate it when you trim your pubes. What does one whole cock have? One whole cocker has no pube at all. <laughs> My body completely hair free. I move like salamander in the water. <laughs> so smooth. No wind resistance. You, if I, I was a little confused. Uh, last week, <laughs> there was the, the UFC signed a guy named One Whole Cock, and uh, he actually called into our podcast, and, uh, and it comes on once in a while. Yes, so. and no pubic hair. <laughs> Almost a no penis. <laughs> wow. It's all very smooth. Nice. My nice. knees are no wrinkle. <laughs> I have some unfortunate news about UFC 205. What? Oh, no. McGregor's out. No. What? You know how Rashad said he wants to open for you? Yeah. It's because he doesn't have a fight anymore. What happened? Kennedy and Rashad just got canceled due to really? medical issues. With Fuck. Kennedy? I guess, obviously. With, no, with Rashad. With Rashad? Yeah. With Rashad, Rashad got medical issues? Yeah. So the what, an off. inflamed funny bone? Because <laughs> well, <laughs> I talked to Rashad, he says he's working on some jokes. For uh, he, he wants to stand up too. So basically, you've ruined his <laughs> fighting career. I can make one His coach is, his coach is, his coach is like, his coach is like, what are you doing, Rashad? We gotta get in the gym. He's like, wait a minute, I'm working up this punchline. Oh, this is gonna man. be so good. Uh, I, fuck. I was at I was Rashad. Rashad's supposed to come to the show and tell some jokes. So let's talk about more fights that happened this weekend. Uh, Ed, Ed, uh, Ed Ruth, by the way, so he made his Bellator debut. So a little, and little was, nervous in the beginning. Yeah, you know, he, he came out. Was this the one that was fighting the no, guy built like me? No, no, that was the oh, other okay. guy. But, uh, He's built like Phil Davis. I remember watching him win his last uh, uh, national title. In. He's huge, but he almost got knocked out. He, he, got, he got caught. He went in there against a guy that they were you know, basically feeding him, and he's got into a, a who could punch you harder contest. He got st- stunned. And then he's like, fuck this, double leg, pounded the guy out. Yeah. But, you know, good move on Ed Ruth as far as, you know, not letting his ego and bravado and getting into a war. But, you, hey, man, you know, wrestling and, and taking a punch are two different things, uh, unfortunately. Uh, you know, a lot of times wrestlers have great chins, but sometimes you don't. And when you don't, you got to use your wrestling. Uh, I think Ed Ruth has a lot of – look, I mean, look, I remember Andre Ward, his first fight as, as a pro, he got stunned. And people were like, ugh, he's not lost since. He didn't lose that fight. He's never lost, Andre Ward, as a pro. And I think he, it was an Olympic gold medal. And the last time he lost was like when he was 16. So sometimes that getting hit is a good thing. It's a, realizing that you're not, you, you're not That's Superman. That's not the game you need to play. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, and then the other guy was uh, Tyrell Fortune, right? That was was a, yeah, he, one yeah. of their Fab Five. Yeah. Oh, come on, Bellator. Come on. Well, it was his first no, fight. No, no, no. I mean, we gave a lot of shit to UFC over the North Cut when they got the guy out of the drive-thru from the Del Taco to fight him. Yeah. This was Every week so he worse. had a new job. <laughs> Every week. One week it was 7-Eleven. One week he's changing tires. He's now it's Del Taco. This guy, the same guy had like 30 different jobs this the day they called even, him. This guy wasn't even working the drive. This kid looked like he was in the audience at a World of Warcraft 
fight, you know, championship event. You tweeted that like, you could be yeah, in Bellator. Totally. Did you see this fucking? He had tits. You said he's a literal. He had fucking tits. You said he's a literal cream puff. He's a literal cream puff. He's this fat little dog. It was that guy's first fight, in. though. That's who he should be fighting. But the other guy. <laughs> that, that's who he should. His first fight out there. His first fight should have been against another athlete. Okay. <laughs> Not some guy. I mean, Jesus Christ. I imagine that when they probably didn't even know he'd agreed to the fight because his mouth was full. Okay? They're like, so do you want to fight this? Other? Oh, no, no. They're like, was that a yes? That sounded like a yes. We're putting him in the ring. Now swallow that shit. You're on next. Like, literally, you could see Jello, you know, on his. In his it was fucking terrible. That was. A, you're right. But look. It first, was egregious well, and insulting. Well, then why didn't one whole cock take the fight? Listen, <laughs> I would destroy him with my smooth buddy. Listen, they wanted someone with a larger love handle. Here's the problem, right? To. Here's the problem. Here's here's the issue. Normally, when you when you're coming out of uh, the amateurs or, or college or whatever, not college, wrestling or boxing, you have five or six fights against guys like that. They're off TV. You don't hear about them. They're in they're in smaller, smaller they tiers. Do that. But these guys are such how high profile athletes. They're such good wrestlers that Bellator is saying, listen, we don't want to fucking lose out to uh, World Series of Fighting. We don't lose out to UFC. We don't want RFA. We don't even want. We want to snatch these guys out of. But you got to put them on. Television, you don't then have make them fight each no, other don't. somewhere else or something. Yeah, exactly. You don't I mean, have to make it again. That was an embarrassment to both the Bellator brand and to professional fighting. You, they okay. have these leagues for for other sports. I mean, you can get signed into the NBA and go play overseas to yeah. get some, to, to, you the know, D to get some experience yeah, and stuff like that. Players. Same thing with baseball. But you got the but, minors. But MMA, what are they going to do? They Bellator, I'm sure Bellator has uh, connections with a lot of these other small promotions, and just get them to fight some local small promotions, and have Bellator pay the pay the uh, the purse for that. Well, it seems fight. like the UFC has already snatched up a lot of those promotions. Like, Not all like of them. Titan though. FC, Venator, uh, RFA <laughs> seems like is a, fe- a feeder. Well, league. then they need to get one because that was an embarrassment to their brand. And I know you <laughs> work for Bellator, and listen, I love worse Bellator. Than Royce and Shamrock, lot, you know, worse than Hoist and Shamrock, worse than Dada. What's that? Worse than Dudu Five Thousand. No, no, because no. that, that was a main event and this, this was a Bellator prelim uh, which but they re-aired they because re-aired for time yeah. during the major program yeah. and I was like you should have re-aired something this is that fat kid looks he looked like so do I get my ice cream now like, yeah but you can't like, like he did what they like, like do we get a pizza they, party now like, like they took away his bike and they were like you don't get this bike back unless you go in that ring and like okay but you and I both know that not that your your body type isn't necessarily how good look at Roy Nelson's body type uh, there, there are and, and, and unfortunately, to <laughs> no, but to agree with that, did you see the Sergey Hiratonov comes in yoked, Javi Ayala comes in no. fucking fat, and a 16 second knockout. That's why we had to watch fucking Tyrell Fortune and, even and he Ed was Ruth in again. A million times better shape <laughs> but than that, fucking Butterball. And that guy also has experience. He has fights behind him. Yeah, yeah. I I I think you're right though. I think a feeder league. To Bellator, yeah. where you snatch him up and have him there might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, just, What's just, this just, kid's just, name? I hate talking about him and not giving him at least the proper two names. His former partnership with one of the smaller shows, right and it doesn't even have to be a big show. You don't have to advertise that these guys are guys that you have signed because let's say they fight in these smaller shows and they don't do well. 
Yeah. Then you release them from the contract because they're not like, M- they're not fighters. MMA is not for them. I understand what you're saying. I understand else. what you're saying, but you do have to give these guys experience, and that's the problem. You got a guy like Tyrell Fortune. You got to put him in there. He needs five or six fights before you could actually compete. Uh, compete at that level. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> heavyweight fighting, you're not going to get these built guys, unfortunately. But I understand what you're saying. There's Cody Mescal as the kids. They, it, Cody, I give you a lot of credit. You got in there. You took the fight, you know, and you, you, you fought admirably. It's show not the picture. on you. Show him the picture of the tw- thing he tweeted. Okay. All right. Uh, by the way, so let's, let's cover the UFC from last I was, week. I was at Boston Market, and I was... <laughs> I was eating. I, I got the turkey dinner. Wait, is this Cody? That's right. Thanks it's, for calling in, Cody. I wanted to call in. I heard that asshole Greg Wilson talking about me. <laughs> I, it, I, and I was like, you know, this guy's going to ruin this bomb pop if I let him just keep talking about me like this. So I put down my bomb pop and the Fritos, and I said, this, enough is enough. <laughs> okay? Now, listen. I'm a legitimate fighter. Okay? I train down at KFC. <laughs> 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 Really? Yeah, the I ring, the could... ring is, is, a, is a lot of red and white. It's a lot of red and white. <laughs> you know, my outfit was designed by the colonel. Um, you think you could beat Conor McGregor in a fight? I could absolutely beat Conor McGregor in a fight, so Con- long as I had the opportunity to carve up. Conor, you're, you're here. Uh, what do you think about how you do against Cody? I would love the opportunity to fight him in quarters. <laughs> and that doesn't mean individual quarter matches. That means one quarter of his body at a time. Really? That's right. First the left love handle, then the right love handle, then I'd box the shit out of his two giant titties. Really? Have you ever seen titties that big before? Listen, these titties, I gotta be honest with you, I love titty fucking myself. I... <laughs> You must have a big penis, titty fuck yourself. They, oh, well, I'm surprisingly flexible, and that's why they put me in the ring. Wow. Oh, thank you, Cody, for calling in. I appreciate that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was just finishing this ice cream sandwich. Hopefully we'll get you back. I can't wait for my next fight. Now, Eve, have you ever fought a guy that you clearly didn't, believe, didn't deserve to be in there? I'm sure I have, but it's hard to remember, because it, it would have been a long time ago, you know? Um... I mean, I fought guys that, that, yeah, I know I did, but I just can't remember who he is. Who's the best guy you ever fought? Best guy? <laughs> That's Josh, hard. Um, Josh Thompson? Josh is talented. In that fight, he didn't get to really show what he has. Um, Hermes was good. Hansen was good. Humble brag, right? <laughs> he didn't really get a chance to show what he's got because, you know, I beat the fuck out of him. But, yeah, he's a talented guy. Here. Against other guys, I guess. So. <laughs> good one, brother. <laughs> it's all good, man. I'm humble as shit. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, everyone I fought in the UFC pretty much except, like, uh, Eddie Ruiz. He was tough, but skill-wise, he just didn't have it. Um, he could just right. take it. Um, Hermes, shoot. I, it's hard to say. I couldn't tell you who was the toughest. Right. Well, you know, that was another one of those fights. I mean, much as we make fun, as much as I've made fun of Cody, he got a couple of hits on him and stunned him, and that's when he took him down. And of course, then there was no contest. I don't know if the he second he got him, him down, well, he, he, he at least landed. Hit him. He landed. He landed, and yeah. that was when he was like, "Okay, no, enough of this punching." Yeah. And he took it, and then it was just. But that's not what these wrestlers close. should do. I mean, that's right. To, to me, there's no. I don't understand. Like. Uh, that kid, Joey, Joey, uh, Diaz. I'm sorry, Joey, Davis. Joey Davis, Joey Davis, a guy who's, you know, a four time NCAA division two champion, never lost. And he gets his first fight in there, gets into a striking contest because he wants to prove he can strike. Like, bro, prove that your fourth fight, fifth fight. I, you know, there were to me, like guys like how Chad Mendez did it. Uh, some of these other guys, like they wrestled, Tyron, they wrestled. Tyron, first, 
first few fights, a bunch of submissions. Yeah, Tyron Woodley, I mean, even Ben Askren. I mean, yeah. there's a reason. If Ben Askren would have went in there and got into a striking contest with everybody, he would have. He would not be 15 and 0 or 16 and 0, whatever he is. So, uh, and same thing with like uh, Stephen Thompson. He didn't get in there and get into wrestling matches. I mean, you don't see MVP go in there. I mean, play to your strength in the beginning at least, and then when you're, you know seven or eight, nine fights down the road, then go, okay, all right, we're going to throw this in and throw that in. Yeah. Did you see the Bellator sign another big-name wrestler? Yeah, yeah, Well, hold on. What are you saying, Eve? No, it's that these guys, they, 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 just, they just want to be a star. It's one of those things where don't try to be a star. Just kind of let it happen. You, as far as being inside the cage, don't try to show off. Because those things are going to make, you know, don't try to hop the fence and look fancy doing it because then you might fall and twist your ankle. Just do what it is that will get you over the fence. And the time that you have to do that special thing, you have that skill to do that, then you can do that. Yeah. Don't, don't go out of your way to try to look fantastic. You're already fighting in front of people. People are going to be impressed if you win. Yeah, like, and, the, and if they're not, fuck them. Like, yeah. I mean, there, there are enough guys out there like Diego Sanchez and uh, who just are, who are just going to put on entertaining fights yeah. no, matter, yeah. no matter what. Boy. And let's talk about the UFC for a second. First of all, I was a little bummed about Heather Joe Clark. I uh, wanted yeah. to see her get the win. She just, um, you know, she's 36, 37. Yeah. The other girl's Bit 20. of a journey woman. Yeah, okay. but that, I, mean, I mean, going in, you had to know that. <laughs> You well, know? she was a five to one underdog. I mean, you know, anytime anyone's a five to one underdog, you're like. But not even looking at the odds. I mean, just looking at the skill set. If you have, if you've seen Alexa Grasso fight before, her kickboxing, her boxing is so clean. She she's real precise. She's yeah. got great defense. Um, and, and and Heather Joe Clark is kind of like a target when you fight someone like that. I mean, did you see her nose? Joel, Looked yeah. like was, her nose is trying Got to get away to from Grasso. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but Heather did okay, though. No, <laughs> Heather did a lot better than I expected. Her nose was trying to get away from Grasso. <laughs> like, Heather, you could stay here. I'm gone. And she didn't, go, she didn't go out. You know, she went all the way three rounds. The first round, she was getting tagged up. I mean, Yo, what do you... also looked really good. Like, anybody watching, it was like, okay, this girl's a contender. I mean, what do you do you know? when you're like... Like, I remember... When I, I'm not going back to my eighth grade wrestling, but I remember going to <laughs> Legends Gym, and I wrestled As up against... eighth grader. No, and I wrestled up against this kid, <laughs> Eric Bradley. I was, like, in my 30s. Eric Bradley had just took second or third in the NCAA Division One for Penn State, and I'm wrestling against him, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, there's nothing I can do against this guy. Like, he's bigger... Stronger, younger, faster. He's just a better wrestler. He's more experienced. Now you know and, how I felt during my fight. <laughs> but, you know, in a fight, or like sometimes as a comic, you're up there, you're like, they're not laughing at any of my jokes. Yeah. Okay, crowd work. All right? Oh, man, I've seen it. Crowd work doesn't work. Okay, let's, let's somehow uh, trick them into thinking they're hearing crowd work and then getting into jokes. There's ways to sort of doing it. And when I wrestled, there was like, in high school, usually if there was a kid that was a little better, I could find that one move, that one low ankle pick that he's susceptible to. But what do you do if you're Heather Joe Clark and you're in there against Grasso? What would you have done, Eve? You just got to make it dirty. Uh, Grasso's style was, is she's better on the outside. So Heather Joe Clark, I think she should have gotten, when she was in those clinches, she had to do more work. She's kind of holding on, fighting for the takedown. You've got to do work in those positions. You fight to get to one good position, maybe get to that underhook, start throwing punches with that hand, try and create some openings. She starts picking up that hand to protect her face, start going to the knees. She starts bringing that hand down. You follow that hand down, grab a leg. You know, you just got to constantly transition. You can't try to fight in one consistent area with someone that's better than you in 
pretty much all areas. You have to constantly change the game so that when they can settle down into that area, okay, then we're fighting somewhere else. And now they have to make that adjustment, and they're a step behind because you don't have the talent that they have in those areas. Right, right. Yeah, there you go. That's good coaching right there. <laughs> That's great coaching. Make it a dirty fight, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, now, Sam Alvey, he, uh, you know... It's funny because, like, I love the way you gave all that point by point analysis, and I was like, "Yeah, so basically, you make it a dirty fight." No, no, no. I think it's more to it than what it's a did. lot more than that. Yeah. I, I was not trying to dismiss anything okay. you said. I'm, 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 I'm going to say a little more than that. Listen, Dick, I am more <laughs> than grateful <laughs> to have a guy with this much knowledge I know, on I our podcast. Just, that was just, you know, um, Sam Alvey, by the way. I like the whole package. I like him smiling. Yeah. I like the, the smiley face on his back. I, I like, like the hot girlfriend who's always pregnant uh, <laughs> or, or, or wife, the hot redhead wife. The fact that they're both gingers is like kind of funny. Yeah. Um, the way he fights is, is not entertaining because he just kind of – well, he has tons of power. He's a counterpuncher. He kind of moves in slow motion, but he still wins. Uh, and that guy he was fighting – that that camp. I'm not a big fan of this Orlando Alex top Nicholson. team. Alex Nicholson. Yeah. Alex Nicholson. Because he he he's fighting. He, he's friends with that guy who's uh, Mike Perry. Mike Perry, who's fighting. Who he's the guy that uh, he he's just crazy. <laughs> he, he, he's he, a nut job. He's a nut job, and he's and he's fighting our our boy Alan Juban. So we gotta oh go for boy. Alan. They also have like terrible tats. It's like that whole camp is like <laughs> one fucking. Dude, it's like, his Alex Nicholson's work is just. Ugly. It's, it's like tattoo really nightmares should just intervene in the middle of the fight. But he gave a good fight. Uh, he did a lot better than I expected him to yeah, do. But I think Alvy looked a little sluggish. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, like, I'm looking at Alvy's record and I kind of thought about it. This was like his first decision win in the UFC. Every other time he's knocking dudes out. Otherwise, or getting knocked out. He's, he's lost decisions. He lost two decisions. And then he got TKO'd by Derek Bronson. And that guy... Is a, is a soon-to-be contender, but, like, he didn't look like himself in there. He wasn't just coming in and throwing, hit, like, crazy shots. He looked a little sluggish, and even between rounds, his coaches are saying, you know, you need more than one. You need to double up the punches, do a little bit of combos. And he just kept on. I'll give Alex Nicholson credit. He has a hell of a chin, but I, it wasn't the, the Sam Alvey that I'm used to watching. That altitude will mess with you sometimes, man. Yeah. Between, yeah. Getting, between being in that altitude, getting poked in the eye, <laughs> between those things, it, it can really, really weigh on you, man. So I can understand him not fighting the way you, you expect to see him fight. Um, and then you never know what's going on behind the scenes or what he's dealing with um, as far as injuries and, and stepping in there. But the, the, the thing I like about it is that he didn't look like himself, but he still was good enough to win. You know, that's, yeah. that's that's a high level guy, right? Yeah, there. no, and it, and that he always has that power. Yeah, like that's that thing, man. If you have that power, it, it just you're you're in every fight. Yeah, uh, I mean, like a big dick. Look, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You just whip out that big dick. Never come it overcomes everything. Uh, do you have a big dick, Greg? Of course, huge. The biggest? Biggest. Ever. Yes. Yes. It's like a club. You know when the, you know when they have bat day yeah. at, at the ballpark? You just bring your dick? That's that's my dick. Wow. There were a, a couple <laughs> moments in that fight that were nervous that made me nervous though, because Nicholson landed a few shots and Alvy was kinda like trying to get his bearings back and trying to just swing again, but like circle at the same time and he I was a little nervous because he's not one to really get knocked out. He's crazy. Alvy's such a strange fighter. Like that Elias fight was awful. But then yeah. he, but then he goes and knocks out Kevin Casey, 
and then what's uh, whatever still better than you could do yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> well it was funny because he he also submitted the one that we watched here he submitted Eric Spicely and you're thinking he's gonna knock him out yeah and then he submitted him with the guillotine yeah so, and Spicy went on and beat uh, Thiago Santos. Yeah. yeah, Spicy had lost two and then beat Thiago Santos. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm laughing about that fight because that Thiago Santos Eric Spicy fight that was just like, <laughs> huh? How'd that happen? We both called that yeah. one wrong. You know, every, I think the whole planet called that. Yeah, one. it was like an eight to one or something. It was some kind of crazy number. Santos was supposed to just murder him. And <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Uh, I'll tell you though, Diego Sanchez. Talk about his fight. Yes. He he looked great, and you know. That that guy he beat was like a, a big star in Bellator. Marcin Held, yeah. Uh, Marcin Held beat a lot of guys. Oh, yeah, you know? I liked Marcin Held. I'd seen him before. when the fight started. I was like, "This is what I liked about him." I, you know, I mean, he was a tough guy. He was throwing a lot of punches, but Sanchez well, big leg just, locks. But I, you know, what people didn't factor in is how flexible. Diego crazy Sanchez. Oh my god. Because dude. he does yeah. so much yoga and he's such a weird like fucking BG, guy. He's like BJ Penn flexible, like just managing to twist. Like it never hurt him. At the same time, I Gumby. hope. I, I, I'm a Diego Sanchez fan and I like him. I know him personally. But I hope he retires soon because he's just had so many wars. And, and, and it would be nice to see him retire on a win. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I, I, after watching his fight with Lozon, it's like. It's starting to catch up. You know, he's, he owes back taxes on that body. And, and at some point, <laughs> it's, going, it's going to catch up to him. And, and, Bill and, comes and when you start, fighting, you start fighting these guys in the UFC that are, that are decent strikers, even if you're a better striker than them, start getting hit, that's not a good thing. He needs to fight. If he's going to stay out there, he needs to be fighting guys like Martin Held, guys that are... Who can strike, but they're comfortable. They're so comfortable in their ground game, their submission game. There's not going to be a whole lot of exchanges on their feet. Um, I think Diego, those are the, the fights Diego can excel in right now. He can't take a beating from some of these big punchers anymore. But, I mean, is, what, is he more, what more does he have to prove? He I doesn't mean, have to prove no, anything, he but he loves it, man. He, <laughs> yeah, you know, and they're still I mean, giving him fights. I mean, is there anybody? Yeah, but at what he's point? He's the original I mean, ultimate fighter. I, I get I mean, it. I he's get the only it. one left. I understand all that, and, and he's amazing. And no, he's, I know. he's a Hall of Famer. I, I just don't want to see him drooling in 20 you, years. You, I mean, like, that, that's inevitable Don't look at this him point. up in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, then you got, you got to convince him to quit because that's, that's the only thing. That's the only reason he's still in there is because he still loves it. There's, there's no way Diego Sanchez is walking away. And on top of that, he's not, I, I tell you from experience, he's not walking away on a, on a win, man. He's he, not anytime soon. I, th- I thought what was funny about it was his post-fight interview. When he's like, you know, I love my job, and you know, I love Dana White and the Fertitas, and they gave me they gave me an option to fight, and I love this, and I'm so happy with my career, and thank you guys for such an amazing career, and I'm waiting for my next fight. And you're like, uh, wait a second. I uh, honestly really think that there should be fighter intervention where a guy makes the just walk. Put him on the Rogan podcast. No, a guy goes to the walk, everyone includes, and then all of a sudden he thinks his opponent's gonna come out. But it doesn't. The lights go on, and his family, and everyone's there. And like, hey, listen, thank you for all the memories. We're not letting you fight anymore. Ah, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Tell me, tell me you wouldn't watch that. I would totally watch that. <laughs> you would never get that guy to sign the release, though. You'd be like, well, first of all, he'd be so pissed. He'd be like, I cut wait for an intervention. <laughs> Do you have any idea how hard that is, you fuckers? Yeah, but you'd watch it. Oh, I'd watch it. Uh, there was one other thing I had with that fight that bothered me. I don't think John Anik watches fights outside of, like, covering fights because Marcin Held has been around for a while. He's been in the main event of Bellator's 
But the entire time, John Anderson's like, marching held, marching held. I'm like... It, it's marching. That's it is, because I always thought it was Marcin. Because that's what they Held. called him in Bellator, was Marcin Held. Yeah, no, but it's so Marcin. The way, the way he says his name is Marcin Held. And it's Oliveira. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that. Brian Stan knows one Spanish word. So it's like a suntan lotion or... Can we talk about that uh, Ricardo Lamas? Uh, no, no, not that one. Yeah, we'll talk about that fight. Ricardo Lamas. I want to talk about those. Charles Oliveira. Oh, I'm the Bravo Puelas fight. The oh, one that was, that was the tough South America. South, that was America. a good fight. That was a great fight. And it was one of those ones. This is one of those classics where one guy comes in physically looking like he should dominate the fight. Mm-hmm. And the other guy looks softer. And every time you see this, for some reason, you can bet... That's the guy that looks soft, not like as bad as him. <laughs> you know, Cody, you know, that guy, he wasn't even soft. He was, yeah. like, he was only soft. Yeah. Uh, that guy, and so he came in, and wow, what a puncher. That other kid, I, I don't know, that guy is a great, great boxer. Absolutely. That was a hell of a fight. He knocked that kid out. I mean, he didn't knock him out, but he, I mean, he had him dazed, and he yeah. clearly looked like a superior athlete. Uh, what was the name of those guys again? That was the uh, Martin Bravo Claudio Puelas fight. Yeah, that oh, yeah, was, the, it was a great. For the tough. Yeah, it was a yeah. great fight. It was a war it was a fight. It was a war. Uh, that was a good fight, and then um, it was a nice elbow too. Uh, that was really. And, and you're right. I was really happy that Oliveira got got. Uh, Excuse me, up, it's Oliveira. Oliveira got um, got tapped out because you come in nine pounds heavy. Yeah, and it's just disrespectful. I really think the UFC should do a new rule where. If, if your opponent comes in four pounds or more heavier, maybe even three and a half pounds, you don't have to fight, and you get the win, the win money, and you get the bonus. Because the problem is, this guy's coming in, his opponent's nine pounds heavier, and yeah, you get 30% of the purse, but if you don't fight, you don't get the money. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and now, and then if you lose, you lost to a guy that's not in your weight class. Yeah. It's just not fair. And they were talking about that a lot, you know, in the commentary about saying like it looks like he didn't even try yeah. to cut the weight. But it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things where there are some guys that, you know, if you're if you're five six seven pounds over, they're just gonna say screw it, and they still want to fight. You know, yeah. all that preparation, all that preparation, and and everything you've done up until that point, regardless of the numbers, you, you kind of you like. I think Ricardo Lamas was in that boat after having the fight with BJ fall through. Um, having to wait, having to f- go through camp for that for that long, he, he came to Mexico City to get in a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never question the power Maybe of, an, of Ricardo Lamas. <laughs> Plus the fact that they put a they put a cap on what Oliver could come in for at right. fight night. They only allowed another to one sixty five. If he came over, no fight. No, no, I was happy for him. You know, I was really happy he got the win. Lamas is a tough, tough guy. I always thought he was tough. He just got caught by Mendez that I'm one I'm kind of glad that BJ dropped out of that fight because I think Lamas would have beat him. Oh, yeah. I think BJ should stop fighting, period. When Oliveira um, had to make that weight the next day, he missed it at first. But he did miss by, it? Because I remember... Like half an ounce. Yeah, the shoot-the-box guy... I mean half a pound, I'm sorry. The shoot-the-box representative was like, you know, the altitude and the travel, and that's why Oliveira came over, and that's why also uh, Felipe Arantes came over. Then you see, you saw that he had a, he posted something on his on his Instagram like two days before Oh, that. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. McDonald's. And then he went back and said, no, this is the old picture. I just posted it. And it's like, who posts an old picture of hanging out at McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in the airport of Mexico City. Like, come on. <laughs> with your ticket stub and the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and your past to Bellator to the event. It was, it was a bet to the event. future. 
And the thing is, you know when you're nine pounds heavier. So this, this is his name. This is how he pronounces his name. Oh, Martinez, so right. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to get corrected, I'm glad I got corrected by the nice. best. Is that what you do when you want to uh, pronounce people's names? You yeah. listen to them? You want to listen to Look them. at you. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Nice try. Uh, by the way, but you Order know if you're like, like, sometimes you might not know if you're a pound or two over. If you haven't stepped on the scale in a couple hours, you're like, oh shit. Sometimes scales are differently. Are a different. hours? Uh, sometimes, 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 <laughs> like, we used to sometimes, like in wrestling, we, we would all weigh in before we left, right? And we'd all be on weight. <laughs> we'd get to the other team, and their scale was fucked up or something, and all of a sudden we're all a pound heavier. Like, right. that, that has happened. Sure. Uh, yeah. But nine pounds? I mean, it's like when Mayhem was 24 pounds heavier. You're telling right? me that Kennedy Middle School didn't have a working no. scale? No. First of all, it was high school, all right? You never played a fucking sport, all right? And I played lots of sports. I was a four-time <laughs> Class A prep school New England, we New had- England champion, all right? Uh, I had to be kids from other schools with 85 students or less you, between right, Concord, yeah. New Hampshire. I got a scholarship. And, and, and Hampton, Connecticut. Scholarship. All right. So anyway, uh, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Tony Ferguson. You uh, look great. Uh, he looked unbelievable, man. man. Wow. And it's rare to see that kind of length with that speed. That was unreal. And he's an awkward guy. And. You know what? I think a win over Dos Anjos, he should get the next title shot. Uh, he won't. And Dos Anjos was what, beat that, up. He won't. They won't give it to him. He should. They're going to wait to see what happens with Connor and Eddie and Khabib and Michael Johnson. And then they're going to try and make this fight that's happened like four times and never happened, which is the Khabib and Tony Ferguson fight. All that like hoopla bullshit. He won't get it. Like Max Holloway's deserved a title shot of featherweight. He's nine in a row. They're not gonna give it to him right now. So it's Tony Ferguson, huh? Yeah. yeah then yeah, the nine nine crew squad. Um, the thing about Nurmagomedov is like I I wouldn't put him in a title fight right now, even though his record is he's undefeated, just because you can't trust him to not get hurt. You That's know? the other like problem. The whole AKA team. That's like it's always. You know how many fights I've had in the UFC because Josh Thompson got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm serious. You're like yeah. that's half my career. <laughs> yeah. I have Actually, like you just said Khabib, and he just tore his knee again. So no. he's, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you fucking scared me. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. Too. I actually watched that fight. I got to give a shout out to the people at. Uh, at the lab who came to my show, John Crouch and his wife came. Uh, Lauren Murphy came, who won the World Grappling Championship this week in the Purple, nice. purple Belt Division. Uh, and that's now she's going for the Open. As well as uh, I saw Brian Barbarena came, who's fighting. Ba, 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 Barbarena. So I, I watched the fights with Barbarena and David Michaud. David Michaud, by the way. Neat is looking for a fight in an organization. So if you're listening to this and you work at RFA, Cody, you got a fight. Yeah. Oh my God. But uh, listen, tell Brian, him I'll fight Bri- him at any fiddler. But Brian Barbarena is fighting Colby Covington, and that is going to be a good a, fight. That's that's an amazing fight. And for people that don't know, they're like, oh, who are these guys? But for people that know, oh. that's like a wet dream of a fight. Tough fight. It's, it's awesome. It's a great both, matchup. Both great fighters. Now, I don't think wet dreams what you're looking for here. Uh, <laughs> CB, how did you make it creepier? That's so really what, unbelievable. That's what, what I do. Dude. So what do you, what dreams about, CB? Well, first of all, I usually dream about being punched by Conor McGregor while coming. 
That's what like that's what happened. Like every punch, and then I shoot. Really? That's those, those are the majority of my dreams. Okay. Where is he punching you? He's punching me. <laughs> he's punching me in the nipples. In the nipples. In the nipples, left, right, and then each, and then so it's boom, boom. boom. So you bu- boom, and, boom, and then who boom. do you come on? And then well, he you know he's Conor McGregor. He's so fast, he dodges it. You know, yeah. and then and then of course I jerk him off. I collect the cum and I add it to my collection. Does he well, ever speed bag your balls? Of course. Well, I, I ask him to. And what does he say? Of course. Okay. So he speed. So these are most of your wet dreams. <laughs> well, the thing the thing is to powder him real nice first. So when he does it, there's just big explosions. Wow, it's like a big coke. Bag burst it's, everywhere. It's, exciting. it's very exciting. Nice. There you go. That's awesome. That's, that's those are my dreams. That's the majority of my dreams. Nice. And then every now and again, I get to lick Sage North Cuts abs. The CB is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sage North Cut. You couldn't come up with somebody better than that. You don't. You don't lick his abs. I love his abs. That's the only part of him I keep. <laughs> I chop him off at the chest and just and I keep the abs and I use those to scrub my balls to make them clean for Connor. Wow, okay. That's very nice of you. Now, by the okay, way, Stevie, you're wearing a Conor McGregor shirt. I'm wearing Conor McGregor now, shirt got, all week. You got a Conor McGregor license plate? Yeah. Uh, what does it say? Mystic Mag. Has anybody ever honked at you so far or uh, commented on it? Has anybody what? Commented on it or honked at you while you're on the road? Not on the road, but a lot of people on Facebook. One guy, when I posted on Twitter, was like, I wouldn't put it up there because somebody could file false claims against your car and get you arrested. And I'm like... It's actually a really good point. I'm going to okay. take that down now. Okay. So now you have a Mystic Mac car. You have a Conor McGregor uh, phone. Uh, you have five tattoos. And if he wins on Saturday, number six is coming. Really? Yep. What are you going to get? I'm going to get the date of his UFC debut, the date he beat Aldo, and the date he beat Eddie. And where are you going to get this? I'm going to get one uh, on my neck. <laughs> Uh, one as a mustache above my mouth. And <laughs> at least if you're going to fucking the, rip on me, the, like, the other one, at least I'm do your research a, I'm gonna, and, and the other one, come I'm up with have, somewhere I have room I'm and would have get one tattooed. A, in, a, in a circular fashion around my butthole. <laughs> That's the one, so that, so that every time uh, someone puts their tongue up there, they can see the date of Conor McGregor's victory. I'm not, I'm not you, Greg. Asshole. I don't let people tongue or strum my asshole. So that's what I like to do. I like to have them tongue fuck me. Even is this a lot, a lot like your Fox Sports things? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is awesome. All I can think of is like, are you still there, pussy? <laughs> like, that's all that comes to mind. Um, Kennedy and Rashad is officially off. Oh, and Kennedy's on a plane right now and still doesn't know. Really? He's on his way to New York. Oh, I do not want to be the first guy to tell him that. <laughs> He's fucking crazy. Like, Kenne- Tim Kennedy, Us- uh, Usada came to test him, yeah. and he made him watch him take a shower. While staring at the fucking Usada guy, like he, he's he's out of his mind. I like Ellenberger's story better though. What was that? Oh that yeah, he pulled the fucking sh- uh, was it a shotgun or a rifle at five forty five in the morning on the Usada at his doorstep. Imagine that you're like the drug tester. <laughs> you got to test UFC fighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like six so, o'clock in the morning. Some, some schmangle, you know, just like uh, excuse me, uh, Mister, uh, uh, how uh, where would you like to take the test? I'll show you where I want to take the test, <laughs> motherfucker. Already, you think I got time for this shit? You're gonna watch me shower, and I'm gonna beat off during it. But then I'll give you a fucking sample. How's that? 
How about you come in and you strain the shower water and take it out of that, you little pissant? Tim Kennedy is like is like a sniper for the army. I mean, he's he talks still about, looking for Hitler. He's looking for Hitler. He's fucking insane. Like he, he's a. I mean, I, I like him, but he's insane. He, he he's a never finds a guy. He pulled a gun on him. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, he didn't know what this dude was doing. Stalk, basically stalking him, sitting out front of his house. And Tim, man, I, I've been over to Tim's house before, and um, he had he he was like, here, this one's for you. I, it's a it's a bag. It was a duffel bag full of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, not this weapon. This duffel bag filled with weapons. Yeah, he's insane. He makes his own bullets. This bag is for you. I don't put on Twitter. I like, created a bag of guns just for you. That's Ted Kennedy once again. It's <laughs> Tim Kennedy, distant relative and fighter. Like, I mean, he's Tim Kennedy. Like, we'll fighter. Put, I'll put like, hey, fuck you. Uh, Fuck you, ISIS! Come get me, motherfucker! This is what I put on Twitter all day long. He's people, people don't understand. <laughs> I mean, ISIS. like people are like, oh man, be a sniper. That's cool, and, and I would do this. But I, Tim. So the first time I trained with Tim, he lived in Austin also. And the first time we trained together, we we li- we're leaving the gym. He picked me up at my place so we could ride together. We leaving the gym, and he's taking me home. He gets off the phone. And he's like, man, I was like, he was so happy. He's like, oh, yeah, that was my CEO. I'm, I'm getting nominated for this award. Um, uh, he's telling me about his last tour. And I don't remember the number he gave, but he was like, yeah, on my last tour, I had this many kills. And yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this guy is, I'm sitting next to this dude who's killed as many people as I've knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, like, yeah. that's scary. Yeah, but no, he's, he's, he's normal. He, he seems normal, at least. If you, if you guys are friends, until he, he hands you a he, duffel bag yeah. filled with guns, <laughs> he won't kill you. But no, and he wrote a whole thing about people with PTSD and how like they need, yeah. to, they need to harden up. I'm giving you this bag of guns in case I start sleepwalking and try to kill you. <laughs> That's Ted Kennedy. Whatever. And, and, and he's they're dead. All related. And he's dead. He's, I'm pretty sure they're all related. He's back from the dead. That's right. <laughs> I've come back from the dead to fight in the UFC. Now, now, would, who would win, Ted Kennedy or one whole cock? A one whole cock <laughs> would easily defeat uh, Mr. Ted Kennedy. Well, how? Because his coffee stain on his teeth is uh, too much for him to breathe. <laughs> I will interrupt his uh, breathing. Once he smells his own breath, he will uh, pass out. All right, thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, thanks for all these guys coming in. Now, <laughs> UFC <laughs> 205. Let's break down the card. UFC 205. Uh, Bilal first of has all, a new opponent. Who's Bilal fighting? Uh, Bilal is now fighting Vicente Luque from the Black Zillions. Who is he? Uh, he was on the Ultimate Fighter Black Brazilian. Zillions ATT, Brazilian guy, very talented, good. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he has good Dars chokes. Uh, he fought recently, but yeah, Lyman Good got uh, put, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. flagged, and then they filled Vicente Luque uh, about two days Lyman ago. Lyman Good had like a 37 pack. Uh, I mean, he had the most ripped fucking human being. Uh, and people were like, wow, can't believe he got caught. And like, guys, if you're taking stuff, uh, post the pictures after the fight of, of, of you working out. Because it's not helping your cause when you look like you were created in a lab and all of a sudden you get flagged. You're like, oh, I can't believe I got flagged for something. And he yeah. was training with Oluwale Bombos. And, he's, and Bombos put on there like... We're clean. Everything's <laughs> clean. USADA was just here. And then Lyman pops, and you're like, well. Although I did speak to, um, what's the name who popped recently? Uh, uh, Tom Lawler. And he, yeah, he's, and he's he, like, and he was saying, he it was like know, aspartame or something? I don't know what he took. He's like, he's like I, don't, I don't take things. I don't know what the fuck happened. He's 
So I mean, aspartame, that's equal. Like aspartame, as he posted something that he said the thing that he thinks he tested positive for, and that's and that's why it's bullshit. It was on the uh, it was either on the Twitter or the UG. So the sometimes, other day. <laughs> so sometimes like there probably is are people that are innocent. I mean, he doesn't really Lawler doesn't have like the greatest body in the world. He not, doesn't necessarily look like the kind of guy that would cheat. Just just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. No. Uh, but you never know. But it does uh, it's, it's just weird. All right, let's talk about uh, Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor. We're starting at the top. We're yes. starting at the top. We're going our way down. Not the other I don't have the fights in front of me, so I'm I'm just going to go. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor. Look, I want Eddie Alvarez to win. I, I completely like him better. He's American. He's a good guy. You got to. I mean, you root for the guy from your home country, right? Usually, uh, he he's been on the podcast. He he deserves it. He, he's been there. He, he paid all his dues and, and, and then some. He was fighting back when there was no money in fighting. He fought all over the world. He's the, the complete package of a fighter. Uh, that being said, fucking McGregor hits hard. I mean, dude hits like an 85-pounder. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nate Diaz, he knocked him three times down in the, in the first round. Has Nate ever been rocked in a fight other than by a kick by Josh Thompson? Really, I can't remember a fight where Nate has been rocked. However, Eddie Alvarez can win this fight, <laughs> and I think will win this fight because he has a very smart fight IQ. His fights against Anthony Pettis were not very entertaining fights. He got the win, though. Uh, same his fight with Gober Melendez. Gober was a good fight. It was a good fight, but he didn't do anything stupid. He did what he needed to do to win. He's matured as a fighter. I think in some of his previous fights, it was like, watch Eddie get rocked six times in the first round <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> the he, Chandler he, fights. He doesn't seem to fight that way anymore. And that's why I'm thinking Eddie should win. I bet you Eddie takes him down within the first minute of the fight. Um, and that's going to... And he does that too. Takes him down to Queer Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's doing that to, to, to take away his, his offense, to, to make him a little more tentative about throwing punches and more concerned about defending takedowns. And then I think Eddie will have a chance to um, kind of pull away in the boxing. I think they both are great boxers. Connor is probably more accurate, but Eddie understands boxing really well. So I think he has to hit the takedown to, to kind of change that and kind of take think that wins? away from Connor. I want Eddie to win this one also. I think if he fights the right game he wins this fight um but if he goes out there and starts fighting a war from the beginning i don't know if he gets off the hook if he gets rocked that's what i'm scared of too yeah greg uh i'm going with connor just for you guys so i'm taking connor <laughs> and you Connor first round arm bar off his back. Come on. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I can arm see bar <laughs> <off his> <laughs> <back>. <laughs> Flying go go plata. He's been he's been working with Dylan Danis on jiu-jitsu, but I don't it's not enough to get a submission. But Okay. <laughs> he had to, he had to say that, that that it's not enough to get a submission because I'm just like so No, I think I think he's working with... more defensive jiu-jitsu than anything. I don't yeah. think he's really looking for a submission, but Dylan Danis is a very very accomplished jiu-jitsu player. Um, so James Tony was working with Billy Blanks when he fought St. Peter. It didn't help him. But when he <laughs> cardio was okay. spectacular. I, I, could see, I could see Eddie, you know, getting the take By the way, or, I'm interrupting you for a second. During that fight, the, the, the James Tony, when he had Billy Blanks in his corner, <laughs> Billy Blanks goes, he's a sucker for a left hook. That was one of the funniest. <laughs> fucking, I never heard anybody saying that before in a fight. He's a sucker for a left hook. Billy Blanks was my karate teacher when I was a kid. He used really? to do Taekwondo. He used to teach Taekwondo before he came up with Taibo. Oh. But yeah, that was... 
25 years well, ago. What belt were you under, Billy Lynx? I think I got up to like green. Nice. All right, go on. I, but I it was made out of out of actual frog skin. <laughs> <laughs> I skinned frogs and made my own green belt. Um, I think I think Eddie probably goes for a takedown to see if he could wear him out in the first round. Um, I could see Connor by knockout second round. Damn. I'm going to agree with John Kavanaugh. Now, do you think who who will have the advantage at Madison Square Garden? Because Connor, do you? Oh, no, I don't man. know. The Irish man. built this Philly's town. Coming in Madison <laughs> That's the thing. Every time he goes to Vegas, all of Ireland comes to Vegas. Ireland's coming, but to I don't New think York. Ireland's coming to New York. I not think not like coming. Vegas. It's even easier. No, they're, yeah, they're to New definitely York. coming. First to New of York. all, the tickets are fifteen to two thousand dollars, right? So are they? In, and then in, hotels. That's in, a lot of potatoes. And to hotels in New York are way more expensive than they are in Vegas. Uh, yeah, but you could put ninety of them in one hotel room. But I mean, and. It's not like Vegas tickets were like three, five hundred, three hundred dollars. They were sitting in the backs, in the, in the top what seats. Are they, Mexicans? I don't know if people yes. are. You tell, you tell people are flying from. Have you tried buy, yes, buy a plane ticket? You got to remember Boston. This is really a Philly Boston kind of meetup because Boston's all Irish too. Okay, so Philly may be coming out from you know for for I don't know, man. The, I, but, I don't but know. If, all if, of Boston is going to be supporting. They're big in the you, look, community. I bought a plane ticket. Dropkick Murphy's last week. I bought a plane ticket for, from L.A. to Iowa. It was six hundred dollars. Well, that's because right? it's small market. Okay, so Ireland to New York, major how, market. How much is that plane ticket? You think? Well, I mean, it's probably going to be, you know... thousand bucks? Yeah. Six, Easily. thousand bucks. Maybe and, a little and, bit less. And then we're talking... Oh, no, if you got it in Vegas, you get 600 bucks. And then we're talking 1000 bucks. The tickets are 2000 If you fly Aer Lingus. So that's $3,000 for tickets, <laughs> it depends right? On where, it depends on where they sit, though, because they could have got them in the pre-sale and sitting up in the boonies for 350 No, they didn't. Do you think anybody's, like, any of these people that are real hardcore fight fans are taking out loans to go to this? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. I mean, but I'm saying, but I'm thinking, this okay, is honestly be an operation that we start, do you want to go to the next <laughs> UFC event, but you can't afford the tickets? Get, get tickets in your account today. In my opinion, well, but, this is the biggest UFC fight no, of all time. Okay, a record a to be broken. So, so now we're saying 3000 just to get over here and buy a ticket. Yes. Now the hotels are going to be 500 apiece a night. Uh, so now we're talking, do you think people are spending five thousand dollars? Yes. Yes. From Ireland. They spent, yes. They spent more. They got rich they, people in Ireland. They spent more in Vegas to go to Vegas too. Like there were people. Don't that said, go I spent, thinking that everyone in Ireland is broke and penniless and sitting around with no shoes. I'll have you keep in mind. I have one shoe. Wow, one shoe? One shoe, but it's different colors on either now, side. who are you, by the way? <laughs> I'm just a re- general representative of the Irish community. <laughs> wow, okay. There, there were people yeah. that were tweeting. Paddy O'Shaughnessy. Paddy O'Shaughnessy, thanks for calling There in. were people that were tweeting me and that I've seen on, on Twitter <laughs> no and stuff. It's like, this is a once-in-a-year trip for, for the Irish. They spend 10, 15 grand to go to Vegas. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. That's All a, right, so people are... They're, they're, I, I, still I guarantee think, you I Ireland wonder, will be there. I wonder if Eddie will have the advantage of people in the yeah. crowd. Because, um, I, I mean, I fought on a couple of cards with Eddie on the East Coast, and Philly follows that kid, man. Philly, they, New York, <laughs> but you know, Eddie, New Jersey. I mean, this is the biggest stage. The biggest. Which Connor is very used to. He only fights on the biggest stage. Does that have something to do with I don't think it matters so much. I mean, Eddie's fought on big stages. He's had like 50 before. fights, too. Yeah. And, and, but st- I mean, this but like, is MSG a lot of heat. I, I like, do, do you think, do you, th- and this is something I wanted to ask you, like, 
they talk about octagon jitters, but do you think there's like jitters because for anyone on the card that you're an MSG, it's the first MMA fight, or the first UFC fight in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Is there those jitters too? Because it's the first, it's huge, it's the biggest card. Yeah, everybody on this, uh, not everybody on this card, but most of the guys on this card have been in the spotlight for a long time. But Eddie Fall in Japan, were those just as big, you think? Yeah, some of them were. Some of them are huge. I mean, it doesn't have the yeah, same history. Yeah, but you don't feel connected to those yeah, people. Exactly. You, don't have, you don't have the same connection to the arena as you do to MSG, especially a, a guy coming out of Philly um, and, and and a boxing fan, a guy that knows the fight game for from the history of it. But <clears throat> that that level of guy knows how to be present. You know By the way, I mean? has any fighter ever got mad at you for not picking them on mm, Fox? I don't know. I don't care. You don't care? No, not really. Have you ever, you not, you have you ever not picked one of your teammates? Yes. Um, I can't tell you who uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, but I'm sure I have. My problem is when I pick my teammates, it's weird. Everybody that I've ever trained with and I pick them to win, they lose. Ooh, I pick uh-oh. them to lose, <laughs> they win. you got the Wilson touch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only the guys that I've trained with. I recognize that after. He needs um, to destroy a Horcrux to get I know that's first. irrelevant because that has nothing to do with skills and how you train or whatever. But still, I kind of hold on to that sometimes. Whenever I, uh, whenever I, 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 I haven't bet in a while since that. I, I went one for four in that last one. But I, I would call up training partners. I'm like, how's he look? How's he look? And only one time I called the guy's wrestling coach and they go, not good. <laughs> that, that was like, I was like, oh, okay, I'm definitely not picking that. He yeah. said, not good yeah. about his own guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, sometimes they like, sometimes teammates just like hype up their team. Like, oh yeah, he looks good. And then he goes in there and gets fucking murdered and they don't really know what else to say. Well, and I I'm not also, mentioning names. I think also teammates, oh, you know, also when you're training with a guy and he's beating you or you're beating him, like that's a reflection on you. So when you go, how's he doing? He looks great because you want to say that you look yeah. great as well. Yeah. You know, uh, but I don't think anybody's ever going to really dog their teammate except for uh, that one thing where he was like, not good. You're like, all right. I've had teammates also tell me that they suspect their guys on stuff, yeah. you know, and then no longer on stuff. And then that's when I'm... A, it's a so good then how come nobody detected that you're on five substances there, Adam? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, the Adam Hunter, that got was a callback. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, now uh, let's talk about... Uh, We're going to have him call in. Another fight on this card, the Kelvin Gastelum, Donald Cerrone. You're really not looking at the card, really are all you? over the place here. Right? Yeah. I was going to say, you have two other titles. You got your all right, boy, Tyron. Okay, all, right, all right, I'll go back down. Tyron, Tyron Woodley, Woodley, Steven, Steven Thompson. Wonderboy! Thompson! I got Woodley all day uh, in this fight. I know. And you know, we've, you've asked this to everyone we've talked to the on the screenshot. phone for a couple of weeks now. Yes. You know, and I got to say, it's been all over the map with this one. It hasn't been consistently... Because when you, it's a karate guy. It's, yeah. It's an it's a, it's a unknown mean, guy. I mean, it is, it is hard to train against a guy like Stephen Thompson because who are you going to bring in? To emulate Stephen Thompson, Sage hey, Northcutt, uh, is, no, which is not, which is a very high level karate guy, but it's not Stephen Thompson. Um, at the same time, I think Woodley's gonna out athleticize him. If that's if that's a word, and uh, I think that he's, uh, I, I think he he's got a chip on his shoulder, which helps him. And he Eve. just ate it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, 
The thing about Tyron is is that power and that speed, man. He can close the gap on anybody, and that's what, what, what Wonderboy likes. He likes to keep you at distance. You're not landing a wheel kick on someone from the inside. So he wants to keep guys out and at a distance. And Tyron, when he gets a hold of you, Tyron's, Tyron's I mean, Johnny's a powerful guy. And he was able to stop Johnny's takedown. But Johnny's powerful in a different way. Tyron is powerful and explosively powerful. I don't think Johnny is as dynamic and as explosive as Tyron. I think that's going to be a big key for Tyron in this fight. Plus, Johnny has not looked the same in years. Since he beat yeah. GSP, or, I, or he lost, but I thought he won. He never has... N- I think Robbie Lawler takes people's souls. Yeah, like a lot of those guys, after, <laughs> after, after those fights with Robbie, a couple of those guys, they got PTSD. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so does Rory, CB Gold. He takes people's souls. <laughs> Rory didn't look the same after after the fight. Um, um, we haven't really got to see good. Carlos, but Carlos didn't really like he fought Damian Maya, so we we can't really tell because that's what Damian Maya does. But I mean, Robbie Robbie takes years off your life, man. Who do you like in this fight? I like Tyron Woodley. I mean, you know, first of all, he's the champ. Second of all, he's on. You know, he's he's winning. Yep, and he, he's uh, he's a beast. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he's going to have to, like, he's going to have to go in there and take it from him. And I don't think he's going to be able to take it from Tyron Woodley. Not right now. CB, I got Wonder Boy in the upset. It's not. A, I think he's a favorite. Officially, I'm picking Wonder Boy just so the Tyron wins because I've trained with Tyron a bunch and that whole. <laughs> I, think, I think he's a favorite. Actually. Yeah, I the thing that, that I did with yeah. the taking Connor. Sure, I think the latest one that UFC posted yesterday, Wonder Boy might be a small <laughs> oh, really? underdog. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, I, I, I think Wonderboy, um, I think he stays on the outside. He, he, you know, he's going to have to, he would have to train a lot of jujitsu because if he does get taken down, Tyron's just, he's too powerful. There's, there's too powerful. not a lot of option for Wonderboy to work his way back up. How, how does Wonderboy stay outside, though? That's, that's, that's the thing. Like, a he's lot of movement, throw- a lot of footwork, a lot of movement, and just throwing the kicks, a lot of teep kicks, none on the cage, hopefully. See, how good are you at the UFC video game, by the way? I'm good. Like, are you great? I, I would think you'd be good based on all your... Uh, you know all this stuff. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. They're, my friend called me about a month or two ago. Rampage was doing a contest in San Diego one night where he was challenging fans to the UFC video game. And if you beat him, you got some huge, like, Bellator prize pack. Unfortunately, he called me at like five in the afternoon and the, the, the contest was at like eight do, in do San you think Diego. Won? Oh, I know I would have beat Rampage. Rampage didn't lose that night, but he would have lost to me. I'd beat him. <laughs> and what would you do after you beat him? And of course, then I would take the opportunity to blow him. <laughs> really? Yes. It's a big. I, I was going to graph him wanna, for twenty items. Yeah, exactly. if I won, I'm going to graph him one inch at a time. <laughs> I'm going to use my mouth to graph him real deep, and then he's going to rampage down my throat. That's 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 what I want. Does wanted. he howl when he's doing it? That's right. He howls. His chain wags. And, uh, and then he ran pages way, into my throat. Speaking of Tyron Woodley, his mom is coming to my comedy show on Thursday. Uh, Rashad if I were you, I would not have a sexual encounter with her. <laughs> That's a good point, and I, I had no uh, plans on doing no that. Uh, Rashad you never Evans. Know, she might be hot. Also, I, I've seen her. She's a very beautiful woman, but just not my type, and, I, and I'm engaged. Uh, Rashad Evans is coming. Ally Akint is coming. Not his type uh, first. 
Exactly. Uh, first, first. Yeah. She's not my type. Oh, yeah. And then my gauge, by the way. Ally Akinta's coming. And then so is. I like Ally Akinta. When was the last time we saw him fight? No, he's done. He's done with UFC. He can't get out of his contract. He's now selling real estate. That's a bummer. Me in the house off of Long Island. Ally Akinta. Raging Al Real Estate. He's also known for wrecking hotels. Is that the guy you want to buy a house from? But either way, he goes, look at these walls. These are tough walls. <laughs> See how hard it was to make that hole? Huh. I had to really hit it hard. Watch me kick this door. <laughs> now this house is a discount. <laughs> so Al and Al Jermaine Sterling's coming. Brian Caraway. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna That's be a great. A lot show. of great guys. A lot of great guys. And so is uh, uh, Dre the Bulls coming. Andre Harrison. Oh really? Who left Titan FC? He signed with RFA. <laughs> I'm like, where is he, he go? He's the champion. So he went from one UFC feeder league to another UFC yeah, feeder league. Yeah, he's the champ. He left. Is, it, is RFA and Legacy now the same thing? Did they finally merge? Because I, I know they're going. So. They, no, I know that they they were merging, but I don't know. I don't know if it happened yet. So Joanna Janjunchek versus Carolina Kavalkovich. Kavalkovich. Uh, Good I got, work. I got Joanna. <laughs> I got Joanna in this fight. I think that Carolina is good. I mean, she beat Rose. She beat Heather. She beat Joanna years ago. They fought. No, Joanna no, that wasn't her. her. No, Joanna they, beat Carolina. I think you guys. Oh, uh, I was thinking of uh, the thirty-five pounder Shevchenko. You're thinking about that? Yeah, I know they fought before, but no, no, the, fucking no, the thirty-five pounder fought her. Not, I know Shevchenko. Yeah, yeah. Kovalkovich fought her also, but she oh, really? lost as an amateur. That was her last loss. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, I just think Joanna's a little bit better. Uh, not much, but a little bit better. And I think she's going to win a five-round, four-round still one decision. Eve? I don't know if a little bit is enough to, to, to you know, keep you ahead after five rounds. Um, I think Kovalkiewicz. I'm sorry, Kovalkiewicz. Yeah. Kowalkiewicz? Kowalkiewicz. What was it saying um, again? Kowalkiewicz. Kowalkiewicz. I think Carolina, um, she's got that. I, I love that serial killer kind of mess. Yeah. The way she is, you know. She's scary. She's the kind of woman that if she was your wife or girl, you wake up in the morning, she's just staring at you. Um, <laughs> but Who, jo- Joanna? No, Carolina. Uh-oh. But her skills, are, her skills are like that, too. Her skills are scary, man. Um, I think she matches up well with Joanna in, in all aspects of the fight. But um, I think whoever lands the biggest shots... Those two women, and I really, I really can't pick one. But that's really you can't. You're that you think it's. I think it's that close. Now, do you, now Joanna leaving and going to American Top Team. You, do you think that could possibly be a factor? It could. Um, she's doing a lot of work with Mike Brown too, and and when you get with Mike, you start to learn a lot about wrestling for MMA. So that could help her a big deal if she if she's be able. So she, she learns to, to be like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the dumbest joke. <laughs> it I couldn't help it. It was just sitting. You should have just wrote yeah, it. Yeah. I would have done it. And then you could. Uh, that was probably the cleanest joke you've ever made in your life. <laughs> that probably was the cleanest. <laughs> Go on. But no, if she can put. If she can put what she's picking up from Mike Brown together. Um, now, but some people say though, when you move to a new camp, your first fight is usually worse, and then your second and third fight is better. Uh, it happened with Bubba Jenkins with going to uh, Kings. Uh, people say that sometimes you're you're getting new stuff and it's not. Has that been your experience or? No, it hasn't been my experience. It's I think it has to do with the the fight IQ of the individual who's changing gyms. A lot of guys change gyms not because the gym's not good enough for them, but because they don't get to have their own weight. You know what I mean? Um, Bubba Bubba is a great wrestler. Bubba is an athlete, but Bubba's fight IQ isn't as high as his wrestling IQ. You know. Um, 
And so him going to a different gym, that doesn't necessarily tell me he's going to take the skills that he learned at one gym to this next gym and just add on top of that. I think he leaves one gym, he goes to this gym, and now it's almost like he's starting over. At least he's starting behind the line that he was at before he moved. So that's my thoughts. And actually what kind of what... Eves was saying Alistair Overeem did the same thing. By the way, is it Eves or Eve? Eve, the S is silent. Yeah, someone got mad at me on the internet. Like, stop saying Eves. So Everybody does it. <laughs> All right, go um, on. Yeah, Alistair was, he went to the Black Zillions when he was, he was originally at uh, Golden Glory, I think, in the Netherlands. And then he went to the Black Zillions and the guys there were like, you know, you're part of our team, but you don't train with our team. You bring in all your own guys, all your own coaches, you don't associate with us. Then when he moved over to Greg Jackson's, he wanted to do the same thing. And Greg was like, no, you're working with our team, our coaches, our fighters. You don't get to go off and do your own thing and just say you're here. And that, that kind of like has a lot to do with it too. Like you said, they want I mean, to do their thing. There are some guys that like, I mean, you look at, like I know when Ellenberger and Travis Brown went to Glendale Fight Club, I mean, they, they were like... Well, you're sh- against that whole thing. Yeah, but they were with. shells of, their, of themselves. And then there are guys that go from, uh, like, you know, I mean, Robbie Lawler went from, uh, I, think, I, I think he went from Militich. It was or, Militich Fighting Systems. And yeah. then, I mean, he was not the champion at Militich Fighting Championship. No. He goes to uh, American Top Team and he becomes a champ. And then there are guys uh, who, I mean, Gray Maynard or, uh, you know, left uh, Extreme Couture. I think he went to AKA. He went to then, uh, uh, AKA, went to Power MMA in Arizona. And then he went 0-3. He went on a three-fight skid. I, I mean, it was like 0-5, actually. 5. I mean, it's just, sometimes it's, it's not the camp. Sometimes it is the camp. Sometimes he ended up back the, in Vegas. The coach. It's just, it's, just, it's weird, uh, you know? Yeah, it's different for everyone, too. Um, and, and like you said with Robbie, I mean, Robbie brought a skill set with him to the gym and he just added on top of that when you add to your skill set that that's the best way or the, the you see you get the best results from that um these guys that really are starting over or the guys that move gyms just because they're not around the guys that they're used to being around and they're at a new gym but they want to keep the same coaching like that how's how 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 was anything different you're yeah. literally just in a new room i remember when greg jackson i asked him uh when Clay Guida came to his gym, I said, how's Clay doing? He goes, I, I can't believe he's as good as he is. He's won the fights with the skills that he has. And he wasn't being a dick. He was like, I mean, this dude is sheer. I mean, for the Clay's fights, it was, it was all hair. It was, but it was energy. And it was also like, it was like going on a treadmill at 10 and, and going the entire yeah. time at 10. Yes. And other people were just like, like guys like Nate Diaz or other guys, they had no idea how to what to do with this because they had never had a guy in the gym yeah. go at ten with them the entire time. Uh, I've never seen a guy win. I think Nate Diaz is a annoying. bad choice. <laughs> what Nate? Did they didn't fight? Did they Clay and Nate? They didn't, I think Clay, didn't Clay beat Nate? Nah. Oh, I don't uh, think they fought. You mean Pettis? I remember Clay beat uh, Mac Danzig. Uh, yeah, Clay beat Pettis too. Yeah, he had wins over Dos Anjos. Yeah. He had wins over Pettis. The thing about uh, the thing about a guy like Clay in that style is, is Clay and Nate fought. They fought. It was won. a split decision at UFC ninety four. Yeah, really. Fight of the night actually too. But Nate looked like he was like, get this fucking guy off me. Like, yeah. like how do I? Deal with it. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. Well, that was like when he did fight Pettis, and everybody's like, "Oh, Pettis is coming over for WEC. Yep. He's the he's the best." And then Clay beat him, and they're like, "Maybe he's not that good." And he's like, "No, he just fucking grinded the shit out of him for three rounds." Well, that, Clay, that, that, that constant pressure, man, that kind of makes you want out. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, look at what he he almost beat uh, Brian Ortega at UFC one ninety nine. Well, Clay, I mean, Clay. Uh, 
Uh, but when Clay Wars first went to Jackson's, I felt like he he was trying to be more of a, a of a complete fighter. I remember when he lost to Kenny Florian, he got beat pretty quick by Kenny Florian, uh, and it was like he lost a little bit of that what made him special. Or and then he kind of got back into it. Sometimes you take a step back to take two steps forward. You yeah. know, well, uh, didn't Gil, Gil Gil? Yeah, they fought in strike force yeah. for the title. Melendez. Clay. Yeah, yeah, and then Mendez knocked Clay out. Yeah, and well, that was that was like the fuck. But like, I looked at Clay as like a hairy gas tank. Like he was just <laughs> he could keep going and going and going and going and going. But there wasn't like much to it. It was I'll take you down and I'll just fucking run around the octagon again and then I'll take you down and I'll run around. I, the I octagon used to love again. I used to love watching that dude fight though. I used to. Oh get, yeah. I mean, he was just uh, you know him him and his brother got into a fight with the Diaz brothers backstage uh-huh. at like UFC. Was it 201, the one in L.A.? Yep. Yeah. No, the one in L.A. was 199. 199. 199. Dana told me, but you, did you see it? I didn't see the fight. I just I was in the hall, and they were all standing here. They're yelling back and forth. I saw Clay's brother yelling down the hall. At those guys. Yeah, but Jason's like well, I guess 300 what, pounds. I guess what happened was Clay, after he got knocked out, didn't even know where he was. And he looked at Nate Diaz, like, oh, my fucking rematch. And like, well, Nate just beat Conor McGregor. (laughs) 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 This is the fight to make. This is the WME era, guys. This is the fight to make. And then Clay, and then all of a sudden, the the Guida brothers. But then I guess, I think Dana was telling me that, like, uh, that, like, the the Guidas had to stay with them, like, in his hotel room, hiding or something, because... The entire Team 209. Uh, <laughs> Which was, there are was, 209 was like, was people. On the, the hunt for the Guida brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was like 30. Oh. Was yeah, like there 30 are of like them. 30 of yeah, them. Yeah, so that, that's not a fair fight either. Although I, 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 I like do give those guys a chance for a little bit. <laughs> I think like, like they're taking out a couple guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see the money team versus like the, the 209 entourage. What? The money t- Floyd's entourage versus Nate and Nick's entourage. There's got to oh. be like 40 people in each of well, them. Well, remember the World Series of Fighting when it was uh, uh, Dagestan versus it was Stockton? Yeah, it was Cobb, even those guys. Yeah. And yeah, then it was that, Nate yeah. and Nick. And they got the huge brawl that was in the stands. This woman the, the, I know. The cell phone video that was recorded yeah. was recorded by a friend of mine who lives in Vegas. Really? Yeah, he was the one that recorded it and leaked it to Bloody Elbow and, and Middle Easy. And this them woman and, I know who, who produced this show that I'm on is like the nicest, like, like formal, just sweet woman. And my friend gave her tickets to that. And she, go, and she goes with her husband. They're like, oh, so you see a fight. And next thing you know, they're in the you middle did. of fucking Stockton. Versus Dagestan. She's like, Get, yeah. beat his ass. Beat his ass. I was like Rashad's thing, wife you, years when ago. When you go to these fights live, there's so many fighters in the crowd. Yeah. And not like big name fighters, just a lot of fight, like training, you know, the enthusiasts that want to be fight, a lot of wannabes, basically. But not in a bad way, like guys that train, and yeah. want to be fighters, and there's a lot of them, and so there's a lot of this testosterone in the air, yeah. and that in passion. the stands, yeah, and that passion, that willingness to, you want to go, you know, that kind of attitude, really, you want to go, yeah. like, there's a lot of that, like, I was in line when we went to the the last one yeah. to see Bubba, I went to get a beer, and there was, you know, some guys about to pop off right in the beer line, and I'm like, easy, guys, uh, no one's getting paid for I this. I always tell whoever I bring to a fight for the first time, it's usually people I bring for the first time, I go, 
don't hit on any girls here because yeah. because usually the girls there are with some fucking meathead jabroni ro- cycling douche tattoo guy with a tight shirt that just can't wait to show off the new fucking kick he learned in class that day. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, do not hit on any. It's not worth it. Yeah. And plus, you're not, imagine not, if CB Gold actually trained to fight, <laughs> and that's who's walking around. <laughs> well, CB's got a very good temperament. These guys yeah, are just nice. fucking idiots. By the way, I got to give a shout out to Jocelyn Lieberger came to my show with her wife. Holy uh, shit. Her wife's pretty hot. Her wife is ridiculously yeah, and, hot. And, and the wife has kids from a previous, so now she's like a stepmom. I always find that interesting when like, like a woman becomes a lesbian or has always been a lesbian or whatever. Like, <laughs> changes teams later in life and then has kids and then brings home a chick. Well, it's easier for women. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, then no if a dude's involved. Well, if, if a dude... Like, for a dude to go gay, it's, you know... Especially eh, when you have kids, real, right? Yeah, that's a real... You're really turning the page. Girls, they can go back and forth. They can, you know... Uh, we'll allow it. Yeah, I, I know what's upset about it. Like, I don't want to be with women anymore. I want to be with you. Like, okay. I really don't like, like watching but, you kiss that other girl. Yeah. But I had guys, a girlfriend, I had a girlfriend tell me pretty she was definitive. A, I had an ex tell me she was a lesbian, but she told me during sex. That was kind of hard. So you turned her into <laughs> yeah. a lesbian? Yeah. While fucking her. She's like, this is not working. And she's like... This confirms it. I'm uh, <laughs> definitely a lesbian. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you, I've decided this I is the last penis you. I ever want. Right. I texted uh, you this. Uh, not I know, in the marital kind of way. So, can we go back to the Joanna fight really yes. quickly? Because I was the first guy on the Joanna, the Joanna, whatever. Oh, oh really? Yes. I was out of this group. Yes, I was the first one before she got a title shot. Before she got on the main stage, I saw her in her first televised fight, and I was—I was calling. Remember, I was calling her Tiny Fists of Fury. No, because I couldn't remember it. Oh, <laughs> go back to the fucking archives because I fucking did. Okay, and from her very first time I saw, her, I was like, "This girl's amazing." What I, episode number was this? I don't know. It was right at the beginning. <laughs> it didn't but happen. Go it on. It did happen. You right. cocksucker. Okay, I was the first guy on her bandwagon. I'm still on her bandwagon, and she's gonna win in 205. Was this on a show while you're hal- on a show was here this with you while you're hallucinating in some kind of coke fucking nah, episode? A, you don't hallucinate on cocaine. I uh, know. You on. hallucinate on mushrooms at a fish concert. And, and you've done that too. Of course. All right, go on. And Molly. I, I, I think Joanna, I think she's going to be more aggressive. And I think she's just going to try and put it on uh, Carolina. And I don't, I don't think she gets the finish. It's possible, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be a decision. Uh, yeah, probably 4-1, to 5-0, Joanna. I think Claudia is the hardest fight for Joanna, just the way they match I up. I don't know about that. So. I mean, she Honestly, almost beat her twice. I think there's a better matchup right now, but it's a girl that's not exactly close to a title shot. Who? Jessica Andrade. Oh, yeah. I think Jessica Andrade versus Joanna could Fuck. be one of the craziest fucking firefights She's like Vanderlei Silva seen. with a wig on. That chick is fucking... Yeah. I yeah. love watching her fight. I yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that's really a, a tough but, fight for Joanna. But Andrade Why? also has good jiu-jitsu. Because she's like Vanderlei Silva. I mean, Vanderlei is wild, and he, he throws big shots, and, and but if you're good... You pick him apart, and that's Joanna. She's gonna pick her apart on the feet. Um, a good test to see if that would be a good fight is put her in there with Alexa Grasso. Like Grasso, I think Grasso will pick her apart. That would be I very don't know. Interesting. I, I seen that girl fight twice now, and I'm like, I saw her fight against Jessica Penne, and I was like, whoa. And then I and saw then she her just JoJo. JoJo. I mean, she she's coming down from 35. At 35, she wasn't that good, but for some really reason, little. when I said this before, it's like. Difference between 35 and 15 for women is like 25 and 55 for men. It's just, it's just, they're just, 
You think so? I don't think so. I mean, look at Valerie Latourneau. She lost to get into the Ultimate Fighter House to Roxanne Modafari. And then two years later is fighting for the title at 115 and goes five rounds. Yeah, but I mean, to, 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 to that time frame and the, and the opponents, like all of that doesn't necessarily make the cake that you're trying to make. You know what I mean? Um, those ingredients don't <laughs> yeah, necessarily tell make him. that. <laughs> because and you know this how no I'm kidding <laughs> there's, there's a skill set there there's a skill set there and, and then of course styles make fights all these different things factors that have to go into play um, Valerie was is, she was little at 135 first of all otherwise she wouldn't even be able to make 115 uh, so so that's one part of it okay but how do you explain this other girl uh Jessica Andrade. Andrade coming from 35, loses to Raquel Pennington, loses to, a, I think, Holly Holm, right? Beat her. Uh, no, uh, they didn't fight. Uh, who saw someone else? And then coming down to 15 and just murdering chicks. Yeah, but I mean, those are the only two weight classes. And then the girls at 115, a lot of... Oh, cats hear me. <laughs> she just jumped <laughs> into my nuts. Um, <laughs> he, he. But, oh, he, I'm sorry. That's even uh, worse. Oh um, <laughs> so some of them are... They don't necessarily have the skills that, that in, in the weight class, you look at the 155-pound weight class in men, and you look at the 115-pound weight class in women, if you line them up by ranking, like, once you get past, like, three or four or five, the, the skill level really drops for the women versus the men. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, of room in there that the women get to make up that, that the men really don't. And that's only because they haven't been able to compete for as long. Right. They haven't been able to compete at this level for this long to bring their level up to that, to that range. So that's the only reason why I don't think necessarily the women coming out from 35 going to 115 is, is that big of a deal um, or that much of, of a difference. It, it is, but skills-wise, there are just so many women in yeah. there that, that lack the highest level of skill right now. Your point is well more thought out than my uh, statement. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree. Question is, which one has more bangable fighters? 115 or 135? Uh, Chris Wyman versus Romero. It's a legitimate question, guys. I, uh, who, has, who has more bangable fighters? That's, all right, let's talk about that. 135 or 115? Uh, 15, I think the most bangable fighters being Paige Van Zandt. Rowdy Beck. Uh, Rowdy Beck. Back. Michelle Waterson. Very Waterson. Big, very fuckable. Angela Magana. Magana. Uh, I think Rose Bannis. is hot. Rose is hot. Rose is hot. Uh, I love her because she's Jessica Penny. Jessica Penny's she hot. She has that sweet Scottish accent. I just came to fight. Uh, so now we got six hot ones at 115. There's, there's more. All right, uh, six right now. Joanna's uh, hot. Girl too. The, uh, Claudia's no hot. Joanna's hot. Claudia. All right, so now no we have, comment. None whatsoever. All right, so now we have eight. All right. <laughs> and by the way, I love Joanna's interview the other day. Which division is more bangable? Joanna's right. like, I'm not the biggest star. I don't this... have the biggest boobies, but I just want to be the best female fighter ever. I'm Who like, said that? Joanna. She said in so an interview, she's her. like, I don't have the biggest boobies, but I just want to be the best female fighter ever. I'm well, like, that's an attribute. That's sweet. a positive thing for a fighter. You don't want to be trying to swing around great big old titties. A lot of Chica implants, and I'm like, whoa, my, this is my this is my fucking burst. But anyway, so that, that's one fifteen. I just think that'd be hard to make it harder to make weight. No, they, they say so it's only a quarter of a pound. I've asked them that. Oh. Uh, so that's one fifteen. I think it depends on the time. <laughs> All right, one thirty-five. <laughs> Misha, got Tate. Misha, Rhonda. Uh, oh, Tisha Torres at one fifteen. Tisha is a, a very attractive girl. Misha, Rhonda, Pena. He wants to fuck Holly. So uh, what? Holly. Cat? 
dog, Miles? What? Uh, Holly, uh, that's four. What are you doing, Eve? We're bringing you in here and you're uh, I'm trying, I know, he's doing, he's giving me smoke signals over here. Uh, what's, what's the name? Um, uh, Ashley Evan Smith. Yeah, Ashley uh, Evan that Smith. That one chick from, uh, from Belize. Is, oh, uh, Marion Renault. Yeah, she's hot. Marion Renault. So I would uh, say the 15s are now, it's right, it's like 10 to 6 right now, or 12 to 6 as far as bangable versus. So 115, <laughs> clearly the more bangable division. I wouldn't, I would not advise my daughter to um, go on this podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> or listen Thank to you. it. <laughs> I wouldn't advise my daughter to date a fighter. Um, and same thing for my son. So, I, I, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. None of those. Yeah, would but you're well, a man. We're not talking about you dating. Can, you can we're just saying So the more bangable division is one fifteen. And if women wanted, to, if, if the females wanted Those to have a, a bangable men podcast, they'd be yeah, they're right welcome to it. to it. They could say yeah, yeah. We better be on that list. What would be the All more right. bangable uh, division? I think probably. Uh, in men, women? yeah, probably. Uh, what do you think? One forty-five. Heavyweight. You got Roy Nelson. And <laughs> Right, Nelson was the second pick to Paige Van Zandt for the Kickboxer remake, so... Yeah, that's true. You, you, wow, it's amazing that that point had nothing to do with what <laughs> you're we're like, talking about. You're like social awkward Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just throw out these random fucking facts that it's only random. you get, that I kind of get because I, I know well, we've you. We've talked about but that no before. no one listening to this will so know. Yeah, but you know what? You, you know what I love? You know what I love, and I will say this? You get it enough... To where the, when I'm at your one of your comedy shows, and I could be the only person you know in the entire room, you'll make a joke that only I'm going to get. Yeah. And it's just, it's a connection. It's we, we do get it. I did. Like, he's at the Ha Ha two weeks ago, and he made, like, a Stone Cold Steve Austin joke, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> the only... I'm yeah, I'm the only one in the fucking room that understood it. Everybody's like, what? Because he was the only one Cold there. Cold Stone Creamery? Uh, and, and then he stood up and was like, boom, boom, comedy's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, but you call back your own jokes from 12 podcasts ago that no one it will wasn't fucking my, know. That wasn't my joke. I that know. was Greg's joke. I know, I'm tired of saying it this. It was Paige Van Zandt's out, and it was either Roy Nelson or Greg Wilson. So. You, you know go. what? Although, uh, yeah, I would say... But I do think that I would rather bang a 35-pounder for 15 because uh, I do like a little meat on my chicks. Oh, is that uh, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Rhonda, I mean, if you like Rhonda, if you think she's the hottest, then you got to go with 35. She's not the hottest. But a lot of people think she's the hottest. Well, uh, under like, uh, you know, when they kind of... Not after that. I'm Holly Holm. I like Holly Holm. And I like her like when she's cut way and you can really see... I think you like Holly Holm also because you know you could replace her husband. <laughs> he, he's not like super well, I've like, said many times, man, I like, think they have trouble at home <laughs> you could, I don't think he supports her right and there. I could waltz right in by just being Mr. Supportive and then that's like I something you Mr. could Hummel. get like you can't replace Travis Brown you can't replace you know who do you think the hottest chicken MA is I would say Pena probably as far as most I, attractive I agree with that who Pena I like Holly Holm for me Pena. honestly it's Rowdy Beck Right, you see too many tats. So. Rowdy Beck. Hello. <laughs> 125 here, so. Wow. When we have six, it looks like a mural. Plus Rowdy. the fact I'd have a good shot at her calling Magania and getting a threesome out of it. So I think that would end up working out. They would fuck what, her. What, what, uh, well, I think you're getting real loose with the term good shot. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do in this threesome with Rowdy Beck and Magania? 
This better be good. (laughs) This better be fucking good. I I have high expectations for you. So what would you do? It's already ruined. What would you do? Well, first of all, I would ask Rowdy Peck to uh, fuck me in the ass, which I'm already doing. I got three fingers straight up his bunghole right now. That feels real good. Have you ever had a threesome, Eve? No, I'm, I'm have you, liar. That was a lie. Was it a lie? It was honest. Greg, have you? Like, yeah, we've talked about this several times <laughs> on this I've, show. On this show, we have discussed threesomes many times. I've had two, and I think you said you had three. No, like probably ten. Probably ten. Yeah. Uh, I only had two, and neither of them were particularly good. One was, I mean, one was young because they were real young. You know, they were like they were like 20, 19, 20, but they were real chubby. And then the other one was the one where it was like one cute girl, but then just her friend was just. One of my favorite was like, two, was like two porn stars. And she kept trying to make out with me, and I couldn't do it, and I just shut it down. One of my favorite ones was college. It was a university. It was these two Mizzou girls, and they're like, uh, they go, you better be good. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then another one, I had two cougars one time in Florida, and one chick starts, starts blowing This me, is my, one of my goes favorite. Goes to the other one and goes, finish him off. I'm like, is this a threesome or a mob hit? Like, fucking, <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've had... Uh, the foursome I had was hard because that because you, you kind of run out of you have to go like hand hand and dick you know or like you, you gotta just there's a lot going on you start running out of appendages yeah yeah exactly uh, that's too much work yeah it's a lot of work uh, but and plus it's, it's it's hard disappointing three chicks uh, yeah <laughs> but uh, so uh, Kelvin Gastelum Donald Cerrone uh, I'm going with Kelvin on this one he's my man I think that he uh, I think that he's going to I think he's just, you know, Donald, he, he's beating these 70-pounders, but eventually it's like you just run into a guy who just is, there's a reason there's weight classes. And I think that Kelvin is that guy. I mean, he's, he just beat Johnny Hendricks. He beat Rick Story. He fought Tyron Woodley. You could argue he beat Tyron Woodley. I, I, he fought Neil Magny, which he was losing, but then he, he won the last two rounds. He hits like a fucking truck. He doesn't get hurt. He's never been finished. He's been hurt once in a fight to Rick Story. Uh, and I just think he's young. He's 20 fucking three years old or something. And Cowboy has a lot of mileage. At the same time, I could see Calvin. I could see him winning. But uh, Kelvin. I, I got a short pick on this one. I, I'm going with Cowboy. I think he can do the damage to, to, to Kelvin that will create the openings for him to get the finish even. Um, Cowboy's dangerous, and he's dirty with his kickboxing, man. He, he, he's... He's, he's very accurate, uh, and, and he hits hard. He's hard to take down, and when he's on his back, he, he's aggressive. He's doing stuff. He's, he's throwing weapons at you, creating scrambles, get, be able to get back to his feet. I think he wins this fight. But you can't see Calvin grinding him against the cage? I just- can see that. Um, I'm not... I'm. I'm. Not, I know he's your boy. I'm not a fan of dudes that miss wake m- multiple times. Yeah. Um, uh. And... And so I, I could be a bit biased on that, but right, I understand. Still, uh, I really think I really think Cowboy has has the skills to punish him, and he he's he's looked good, especially since moving up. I don't know if the weight not having to cut as much is is, is a good thing, but Cowboy's a big dude. He's not little, man. He's tall and yeah. and, and, and he's pretty thick for the for for. He was thick at 155 pounds. Tell me about so. it, <laughs> uh, Greg. You know, it's kind of weird because they're both hot. What? You know, they're both they're both really hot right now. Kevin's been winning. You know, <laughs> been winning. Oh, Cerrone's yeah. been. I thought been you hot. were like switching teams here. No, they're, they're oh, both okay. so hot. I just want to. What I want to do 
is I want to get a couple of ice cream cones. How the put, fuck did I end up put, in this? Put, 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 I didn't even get my picks yet. How do you have grounds to even smear me right now? I want to put both their balls into a waffle cone. And then, and then, whichever ball is left—that's the winner. He says something stupid. We were making fun of him. But he's totally meant to you. Which totally, it's, good called, it's a good pivot, right? That's what it is. <laughs> it's not a good pivot. I haven't said anything yet. Right. I didn't no, st- both these guys I, have been really hot lately. They've been wins. winning. Yeah, I didn't start and, off with these and, guys are hot. We got like eight more fights. So who wins? Uh, I, I, I think it's Cerrone. Yeah. Which means Gastelum's probably going to win, but I think it's Cerrone. I think Kelvin. I think Kelvin is the anti-cowboy. Like I think Cowboy Robbie would have been a firefight. I think Kelvin, if he goes in there smart, goes for takedowns. And who are you, the anti what? I'm anti-Christ. You're the anti-workman? <laughs> I'm the anti-Christ. My father came to this country. <laughs> it's my grandfather. Right? My grandfather came here with nothing but three peanuts <laughs> in a pocket that had holes in it. So he lost What was last two week? Like a pineapple yes. or some <laughs> shit? Yes. The he fuck lost with? two he gets of those like peanuts. the lesser and lesser shit. Like he comes in with like a fucking he two had to shoes s- on and three dollars. And now he's s- coming in with lima beans. He had to split one of those peanuts with his brother. He doesn't he, have a brother. He ate half a peanut for two days. <laughs> he doesn't have wow. a brother. Just so your grandfather I came from Russia, right? What could be your amazing at UFC the game? He was born in London. Born in London? Yeah, and he went to Johns Hopkins University for college. Nice. And he used to get laid by telling girls that he was a gynecologist and he had to examine them. Oh, so he was a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a different time. <laughs> so he, and this is like and the forties. So how did how did he become a a, a billionaire? He's not a billionaire. A millionaire. He opened up a clothing company, and he also bought a lot of real estate and a hotel in upstate New York, and mm. or a resort, hotel resort. And yeah. how proud of you is he? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on a scale of one to negative a thousand, <laughs> I can't imagine he's proud of you up to two. So I'm gonna say. Now, I mean, uh, I don't even have a fucking response. That was hilarious. <laughs> negative 500? <laughs> no, if we're going up to negative 1,000, like negative 15,000. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's proud of he's you, He's proud right? of me. He, I mean, you can, I'm not, so, you I'm not as much of a piece of shit as Greg makes me out no, to be, be on this show. you could be in jail. You've never been arrested, right? I've never been, I've never been arrested. He's I've proud of me been... for never getting caught. That's what he's proud of me for. <laughs> That's good. All right, so Misha Tate, Raquel Pennington, <laughs> as much as... We didn't even do Weidman Romero. Oh, Weidman Romero, oh fuck! I'll make it I, quick. Weidman, he's too much for Romero. What? I think so. I don't think so, man. And and well, Romero hasn't. Wow, fought. that could that that <laughs> got, listened a fool. What? Like yeah. he turned into a white girl. <laughs> <laughs> he was so offended. <laughs> what? What do you mean you're out of soft serve yogurt? <laughs> like. <laughs> You did become a very a white that character. That was so st- <laughs> out of character for you, Eve. Yeah, it was shocking, man. Yeah. No more Prada bags? All right, so... so what? <laughs> this coupon expired? <laughs> you want to put it where? I want to... <laughs> the, uh, no, but Yoel, man, Yoel's wrestling is... That's a whole nother level of wrestling. I don't think Chris is, Chris is going to be able to, 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 to establish any kind of position. But he's 70, him. though. He is seventy, but he's still explosive. And and when when is that age shown to have caught up with him? When he couldn't leave a stool. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but then it's all that controversy surrounding yeah, that. Yeah, and whatnot. holding um, the fence against Jacare. That, that's just straight up cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I just I just don't think Chris is going to be able to get to the takedowns. He's going to be as explosive or as quick as Yoel. I think that fight is going to be. Um, he's going to. Do- I mean, this dude be. 
Kale Sanderson twice. That was but that was back in 1842. <laughs> no, I mean, look, but wrestling, for MMA, right? Wrestling, you're right. Kale Sanderson beating Kale Sanderson is insane. But he got out wrestled by Derek Brunson. He, he he did until he knocked him out. And he should have Derek Brunson couldn't keep him down. Like but that's Chris the thing. is a better wrestler than Derek Brunson. Chris is a better wrestler than Derek Brunson, but Chris is not a better wrestler than than Yoel. Um, Chris will he, even if Chris takes him down. Yoel Yoel doesn't necessarily. You see it in the fight with Brunson. He doesn't necessarily even care. <laughs> when you, you know what I mean? Guys will take him down. He'll just get back up at his at his own discretion. So I re, I just think he has too much for Chris. This is a three round fight though, right? This is a three round. Does that, fight. Does that favor Chris? I or? think that favors Yoel. Because it has less time for him to gas. If it leaves the first round, does Yoel get the stool, or do they keep it from him? <laughs> the last Yoel. Uh, thanks, Greg. Uh, nice. A little holiday, the, the pre-holiday joke there. The can't all be winners. Yep, yeah, can't hit them all. <laughs> so I, think, I finally didn't take the biggest comedic shit on this episode. Awesome. And then he did yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. <laughs> right there, wow. boom. Wait and up. he jumped right in and did it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I came up with one whole cock that last week. I gave kind that of, to you. It was an accent, though. And it was the best <laughs> accent I've ever had. Don't you? <laughs> no one made the one whole cock. One whole cock made the year. Thank you, one whole cock. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show, by the way. <laughs> so I genuinely have nothing else to do. Right, good luck against Brett Johns. I appreciate this. Sir. Uh, all right, so you picking y'all. Who you picking? Uh, Chris Weidman. I'm picking Chris Weidman, although I do think Yoel is so dangerous. He hits so fucking hard, and Chris sometimes doesn't have the smartest fight IQ. He gets he has like ADHD and he gets bored in there, and then he I mean, <laughs> and that's what he says. I mean, he, he was up three rounds to nothing against against Machida, and then it's like, hey, let's just go punch for punch. I, I mean, he's sometimes uh, let me throw a spinning wheel kick against Luke Rockhold. So yeah. he, and if he does anything <laughs> dumb, he's it's gonna be night night for Chris. Although he's fighting in New York, he hasn't fought in a while, and when he's and he's the biggest petitioner for M- New when York he's paying MMA. attention, and he was on the, the new Kevin James show this week as a cop. Kevin uh, can wait. He was in Kevin can wait. I need to watch it. I heard I he think did a good job. He was on job. yesterday or something. He was on yesterday as a cop. Uh, so I'm I'm picking my boy Chris. You always got to age somehow. I mean, how can this guy? He's he's 40 years old. You say that, and then look at Diego last week. You know, and Diego's taking beatings. Yeah, but Chris Weidman is not uh, was, was Marcin Held. Marcin Held. But but I but I point well taken. Uh, all right, Frankie Edgar, Jeremy Stevens. I think Edgar is too much for him. I like Jeremy, but I just think that Frankie's a different different class. Uh, you know, whereas I just think it's a little little bit just a little better at everything. Eve, um, I'm trying. Frankie, he's got too much motion. I think um, Jeremy. If he hasn't changed it, he's going to have problems. He, he loads up. You kind of see him coming. Frankie's too quick for that. I, I, think Jeremy, I think Jeremy loses this fight by decision. Greg? I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> Frankie Edgar, Edgar versus Jeremy Stevens. Oh, Frankie Edgar, and I'll tell you why. Every time I pick against him, he wins. So I'm just going to go with Frankie Edgar. I want Jeremy Stevens to win, why? but I'll be realistic and... Frankie Edgar, probably. How could decision. you not? How could you not want Frankie Edgar to win? He's the he's the American dream. Because I'm a big fan of Jeremy Stevens, and I know him pretty well. And even though he, him and Connor got into a 
An argument? They didn't get into an argument. <laughs> he said one thing, and Connor pretty much lit him on fire and yeah, got yeah. rid of him. But yeah. no, I like Jeremy <laughs> a lot, and I, I, uh, yeah, I, they, I want him to win. But I'm realistic and Frankie. Uh, the, the next fight I, is going to be the hardest fight. Uh, Misha. That, oh, well, we'll, we'll get back to Misha and Raquel. Uh, Khabib versus Michael Johnson. This fight is so hard to pick. Uh, Khabib is undefeated. His, re- his Dagestani wrestling. He grew up wrestling bears. Uh, bear thing. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, this guy. I love doesn't him. Doesn't matter what it goes at. He's like, listen, the guy wrestles bears? Yeah, I love him. <laughs> it's on video? However. He hasn't fought in 75 years. That's though. the thing. And he didn't look great against the... the Daryl Horcher. Daryl Horcher. Uh, granted, Daryl Horcher came in on a one-day notice, and it's hard to look great against a guy who you don't know what the fuck's coming at you. Uh, and Michael Johnson's got speed on him. And power. power, and he's got nothing to lose, kind of, because he doesn't. Yeah, and he just fought, and he just looked good. He, 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 knocked, he knocked out, out Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Michael Johnson is um, he's that guy that shows up when you don't expect him to, too. So I mean, if he's if he's a how I don't know how much of an underdog he is, but anything over one fifty is is it's worth putting a hundred dollars down on him. So. I think Khabib wins this fight, but I would bet money on Michael Johnson. Do you bet on fights? I don't. I need to know where to, where to do it. Uh, five dimes or uh, the other place. Just call somebody in Vegas. Uh, Just call someone. Uh, Greg, who well, do you yeah, like? Yeah, we all know somebody in Vegas. We can call and they'll put bets in for us. Who do you like? Uh, on this, uh, Michael Johnson. Why? Because he's black. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking right now. He's, uh, really? Yeah. Michael Johnson right now is about a plus 230, 240. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's worth betting on. Oh yeah, it is. But Khabib never lost. It's hard to bet a guy who never lost. Although that one but fight he against faced the competition, the one fight you could argue he lost against Gleason Tebow. That was a very close fight, uh, and some people thought that Khabib lost. That who's fight. who's the best guy that Khabib's fought in the cage? Dos Yeah, easily I dominated. Think, yeah, I think Michael Johnson's a better wrestler than RDA. I think uh, I don't know. I'm going with Khabib, but. He wants that title shot, man. He was like, when they when they sent him the contract for him and Eddie at I think two hundred six, and then a day later they're like Connor and Eddie for the belt at two hundred five. He was like, fuck all of you guys. Khabib said this. Yeah, he was pissed. Yeah, He's like, if I don't get a shot after Aziz writing all that shit, but yeah. I don't mean that. I'm talking about like actual inner like vocal interviews. But you know, Kobe wants that shot. He's been waiting for it. I mean, we've all been he's waiting for the fight. So he, yeah, he's hurt he, a lot. He's got to change gyms or just stop getting hurt because you can't put, like, the lightweight title especially, you can't, you can't really put any title on the shelf, but you can't put a title like that on the shelf for somebody constantly getting hurt, man. No, 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 no. interim champions for the next And he's not years. out for two weeks or a month. He's out for, like, a year and a half when he gets injured. I was talking to Joe Rogan about that, about Khabib, actually, and he was saying how, you know, certain guys, when they get hurt, they just rush back in there. Yeah, they don't. They don't have the discipline to to really to not. I mean, a doctor tells you you're you're you can start training on November first. For me, I wouldn't start training until November fifteenth. You know, just just to be sure um, or, or to feel better about it. I was fortunate. I didn't have a whole lot of injuries, and I think that kind of attitude helped. Uh, now, Misha Tate versus Raquel Pennington. I like Raquel. I like Tisha. She's been to my show. Misha, uh, but Misha Tate, I just. I don't know. She just, she just seems to. Uh, I mean, she's hungry. We, we got, we got to see how she comes back from that shellacking. I mean, she got murked by Nunez, and Raquel hits hard. 
But I think Misha's going to be smarter, use her wrestling, grind this out, take her down, win this fight. If Misha kind of reminds me of like the female Uriah Faber in the UFC where she looks great outside of title fights except the one with Holly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I want Misha to win this fight, but I mean, if she pulls another Faber and just... I, I expect her to pull a Faber and just look great in this fight, but... I don't see her winning that title again anytime soon. Uh, well, it, it all depends on Ronda, right? It depends on Ronda and Amanda, but I mean, those, those two women are two women. I don't think, I think they have Misha's number. Yeah. Like, for sure. I think those two specifically have Misha's number. I want her number. number. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you like in this, Greg? Uh, I, I don't know. It's a toss-up for me. Who I would, guess you, who would you rather sleep with? Uh, Pennington. Why? Are you are you, you betting a lesbian? Maybe. <laughs> are you betting on either one, or are you He's betting more on a mid fight finger bang? <laughs> mid fight finger bang. I'm putting all my money on a mid fight finger bang. <laughs> it's never happened. It, it happens all the time. No, you I, act like you don't see it. It happens, right? You see, right? You go, you reach under, and all of a sudden, boop, boop, boop. You don't think maybe like the cup and job strap and the girls wear cups? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they wear something, but I don't think it's like a cup. I th- that's what I'm saying. I think it's soft. I think you can feel, you know. I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Uh, CB? <laughs> I got Misha. I mean, Raquel hits hard, but she's not like a one power puncher. She's more of like a combo striker, and I don't think she has the power to knock Misha out. I think Misha's craftier, uh, definitely better wrestling, better submissions. I got Misha. And Raquel didn't look that great in her last fight. She fought somebody. She didn't look great. I forgot who she fought. She fought. I was there. Uh, she won, but she didn't look great. Pennington. It was like one of those UFC fight nights. I forgot who she fought. I don't remember. I know her. Uh, fight I'll was- say this: the lesbian community is one of the few communities where I've really felt accepted. Really? Yeah. Is that because you look like? Because I look like a lesbian. Yeah. Yep. Nice. You know, I was at Starbucks this morning and I saw a lesbian that looked just like me. <laughs> no way. Two o two. People send Elizabeth me pictures. Phillips. Yeah, she didn't look and like you guys say, Listen, if you well, see a lesbian that looks cut. like me, please tweet it and tag at MMA Roasted because people do send me pictures every now you know pretty regularly. I'm like, dude, I saw this lesbian that looked just like you. <laughs> like there are just a lot of lesbians that look like me. Okay, finally, That's uh, Bilal Muhammad versus Vicente Lupe. <laughs> Uh, Jim Miller versus Tiago Alves. I'm looking forward to that one, man. I'm just worried that Tiago Alves, can he make 155? Yeah. That's a very, very... 170 was rough for him. He walks around on what, 200, 205? Nah, yeah, but he hasn't walked around at that weight in a long time. But 155? When he was getting ready to fight Benson Henderson, I mean, he was walking around in the... He was walking around at about 185 when I was down there, and he was getting ready for that fight. That have fight you, was have you trained with him? yeah. Tiago, ATT. How, how uh, good is he? Tiago's he's really good. Yeah. Um, his Muay Thai is really good. His takedowns and wrestling uh, has always been really good, uh, especially since I met him. I don't know how this fight plays out, though, because we haven't seen him fight in for, in for, for a while now. But um, I think he can reinvent himself at 55. I think that's where he should be now, the, the, way, the way the sizes are, the, the way guys get so much bigger. I've gotten so much bigger. In this new era of MMA, but I think Tiago, uh, at 55, he'll do well. I want to see him win this fight, win one, 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 win one more, and then I want to see Tiago Alves and Edson Barbosa. Man, I want to see that fight more than anything oh, in yep. the world. That's like a kickboxing <laughs> match with UFC gloves on. Tiago I mean, hasn't fought since May of 2015. Yeah, uh, I mean Jim Miller, Oof. by the way. I mean he lost lost Diego Sanchez. I thought he was done, and then he went out and murdered Gomi. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. They had a good fight with Lozon, too. I thought Lozon won that. Oh, that was a good fight. I thought Lozon won. When are Asians I mean, just going to realize they're not the same as real humans? <laughs> <laughs> what? What now? What are you talking I about? I didn't say anything. What? Uh, I mean, I mean sir, how would one whole cock react to that? Listen, we are not like a rest of human. We are superhuman. Oh, see, there you go. I, I agree with you. This yes, is we are lighter. We yeah. fly like squirrel. Dude, Asian women, though. Oof. Right? It's like, they just... So smooth. They get better looking. <laughs> Asian women are like, you've seen that picture where they're like, Asian women in their 20s, Asian women in their 30s, Asian women in their 40s, they all look the same. Asian women in their 50s, and then it just turns into like this old... Yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Race, <laughs> race, look like Greg. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the best is when you see like an Asian chick with like implants and like a tongue ring. You're like, this chick knows how to party. You know, this, yeah. this, this chick is going to be fun. She's capable of making some bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, clearly that's what she specializes in. Yeah. So yeah, that, I'll be looking for her. Unfortunately, like, uh, my ex was half Filipino, half psycho, and, and uh, they just get, like, clingy. I mean, not, like, jealous. They're like, they're like Puerto Rican chicks. Like, you don't want to. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they just. Have you ever been with a Latin girl? Uh, no. Never? Really? Yes. That's no idea. I lived in Texas. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. A couple. Did you ever get jealous of you? Or? I love it. It goes from no. Yes. A couple. <laughs> yeah, I, I married three of them. <laughs> Under 30. You know? More than 10, less than 30. Have you ever had a Latin chick, a jealous okay. Latin girl? Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone jealous. Uh, I'm one of those guys that most of the girls just ignore it ever happened. <laughs> so I don't know that any got jealous. <laughs> so much as they were like, don't you tell anyone, okay? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell anybody, all right? Just let me do it. Uh, CB, have you heard of a jealous Latin girl? Yeah, my ex-fiance. Oh, yeah, the one that tried to kill you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Tried, she tried to stab you, right? Yep. For what? I can't believe that a girl that, that was engaged to CB Gold was mentally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tried to stab you, why? Because I broke up with her. And then, now did she actually... And, and she was like, you're not can't... going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stay Yeah, she here. came at me with a knife. And then how did you defend yourself? I was able to get the knife out of her hand. Mm. And then when she was out of the apartment, she was trying to get a ride to my parents' house to go do it to them. What, did you use, like, some classic Taekwondo uh, hand grabs? The Billy Blanks. Yeah, the Billy Blanks. Uh, <laughs> Wait, she wanted to go stab your parents? She was going to go kill my parents and my dog. Blood? Yeah, she was crazy. She went to jail for How two weeks after date? that. Wait, wait, yo, you were engaged. We were engaged. Which we were together like, three and a half years. Did you not see any warning signs? I was, so, I was so stoned during most of our relationship, and then five weeks after I stopped smoking weed, I was like, all right, I can't be with her anymore. And then this whole thing happened. She went to jail, and but they say I got a restraining like, order against her right now. It's in my car. Isn't the thing about weed is that it enhances? It fucks so, up all my decisions. That's why I'm no, no, two and a half years drug free. it's impossible to deal with a situation by smoking weed. I just didn't give a shit because I was just like, whatever. I have in-house right, pussy just, and yeah, it, it, cool. Like, I didn't deal with that much shit, but then I got sober and I'm like... I never had a girl try to stab me. I did have yeah. an ex throw a pen at my head and almost took my eye out. Like she, fuck, like, she got mad. She took a pen from the table and just tossed it at me. And I was like, whoa. Like, she hit me with a pen, but I'm like, Dude, you could have blinded me. Psycho. <laughs> Great story. Uh, <laughs> she threw this pen at me and like it missed and like made a mark on the wall. I'm it like, did. I was that's a... gonna affect my deposit, <laughs> you fucking bitch. 
You never had a girl. I had. A, I, there was a gal, and she her nickname for me was Pooh Bear. Yes. And so I bought her a Pooh Bear like for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when we broke up, I came home and there was a bag on the on the front door handle, and I opened the bag and she had cut off the head to the Pooh Bear, and put it in there and was like, "This was easy to do with a note." And the note said, "This was easy to do. I just imagined it was your dick." Oh, oh my wow! God. That was what I found <laughs> on my front. <laughs> I said because you, you kept shitting on a rug. That's why she called you Pooh Bear. <laughs> like, he thought that was the funniest thing he's ever. So next time, next time, next time when you break up, breaks up with the chick, or if you break up with your fiance, instead of um, doing something like cutting off the head. You, you got to cut off like the arm or the leg or something and leave it on our doorstep and, and tell say something along the lines of, you know, I could kill you, but watching you suffer would be more entertaining. Damn. <laughs> wow. What the fuck was that, Eve? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought I was Eve, the one that made this shit dark and Eve creepy. Eve Edwards, everybody. Yeah. I've been outdone today. <laughs> Welcome to Dark Corners <laughs> with Eve Edwards. <laughs> today, a seemingly gentle man will share with us the dark inner workings of a demented mind. Uh. Now, are we cutting off our own arms? <laughs> no, is that what we're doing? No, we're sawing off no, our teddy, own arms. No, oh, teddy bear. I thought you were we we're cutting off our own arms, leaving a bleeding arm. No, it's and now arm. we're the yeah, see what I, if I could do that to me. Imagine what I could do to you. Or this is pet. dark thoughts. A pet? Okay, what the a fuck? A pet? You're wrong cutting with you, up man. Pet? I'm just trying to make it worse. <laughs> what is this shit? Leave is a he, dead squirrel. Is this some Haitian voodoo shit? Yeah, what? Like in Steven Seagal. She left the thing on your door. That's what I thought it was gonna be. Some voodoo. Shit. Like in that, what was that Steven Seagal movie with the Haitian voodoo people? Oh, um, I don't watch Steven Seagal movies. I'm gonna say glad to not that was know awesome. them. The, yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, with right? the Jama- I know exactly what you're talking was about. Was it Haitian or the it Jamaican? was Jamaicans? Oh my god! I, I cut off your dick. <laughs> I put it in a bag, man. All the guys they all knew voodoo, but Seagal was able to somehow thwart their. Of course, <laughs> the mysticism. <laughs> The guy that trained Anderson Silva to do the front kick. Yeah, dude, that was one of my favorite ones. See, if you guys could let me know the ones where he fights the Haitian gang members. <laughs> Joe Jaggy, can you remake that <laughs> meme with Eve, with his head on it? <laughs> it wasn't Alfred Justice. That was the best one. Alfred yeah. Justice. Was it Mark? You for just death? cut off your own arm, leave it on her front porch. Right. Might have been Mark. And for you death. just let her know we're back together. Bitch. <laughs> We're out All doing right. Vincent Van Gogh on this one. Fuck yeah. the ear. Here's my arm. Here's my arm. Well, listen, guys, that is our podcast today. Oh, uh, man. If you liked our podcast, we're on Tip a Fighter. Tipafighter.com. <laughs> Tip a Fighter. Leave us an arm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy that gonna, you ended on the. On leave us an arm. Leave us, leave us a Pooh Bear head. Leave us a fucking. Uh, so, Shit on the rug. Also, uh, Thursday night at the cutting room, I will be there. Uh, Dean Thomas is opening up the show. <laughs> it looks uh, like Rashad Evans might and be Rashad too Evans now. said he might be doing stand up as well. Uh, I think. Uh, he said he has jokes. Then I said, when to announce it, he, he said no. So don't count on Rashad Evans doing it. Uh, but it's a great show. 
Friday night. We need to do a special event one night where Rashad Evans and Din Thomas do stand-up, and then you and I have an MMA fight. We should do a show. Like, they have to train us. It could be like a like yeah. a reality show. It would be me and you an MMA fight. Yeah, for Bellator. Let's do it. They By would the train way, us. Uh, also, Let's go for the leg. Also, Friday night. <laughs> thanks, you fuckhead. Also, Friday night. He's going to spend all his time talking about his eighth grade skills. And the whole time, the whole fight. So, uh, Friday night in Princeton, I will be at Catch a Rising Star. In Princeton, please come with a dead teddy bear. Um, I'm going to try and beat him with my classic fart defense. I was better at this in eighth grade. <laughs> so, like, he's going to try and pin me. I'm gonna, You're going to be doing coke the entire time. Exactly. They're going to be like, they're going to be trying to give me water. I'll be like, no, give me the beer. I want give a me good, the beer. I want a good clean fight. Now touch bags. <laughs> now, uh, now, listen. Uh, I will be at the Ha Ha Cafe. Uh, well, every Monday, oh, before uh, that, every every Monday and Tuesday at the Dime Bar, and I'm in, uh, in oh, two wait, weeks, sorry. I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, in two weeks uh, at the Funny Bone, uh, Thursday to Sunday. That's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and then the, uh, the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving. But there was something else uh, I had to say. Uh, I forgot what it was. Greg. Oh. Uh, I will be at the Ha Ha Cafe for my birthday. My birthday is this Saturday, Friday night. We'll be celebrating two shows uh, at the Ha 8.30 and 10.30. And you, I wanted you to be on the lineup. Obviously, you're never in town. Right. Uh, it's uh, You know what's funny? I don't even know why. I, I ask because I genuinely want you. I, I like it when we do shows together. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And, of course, I, you know, you've done so much for me. I always want the opportunity to have you on the show. But you're never around. Uh, I'm available. <laughs> so unfortunately, we'll have CB Gold's Gold, Golden Comedy like Gold. Like my fiance. So, uh, but by the way, but uh, I was saying, oh yeah, Bellator is January 21st. Maybe we'll have a special MMA roasted comedy show. The Sacramento? No, the no, in, the LA one. Oh, the LA one. The night before. Oh, but, but Sacramento talked to me because I think there may be another place we can use in Sacramento. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So there's a place called the Comedy Spot. I guess yeah. in Sacramento that we could try there too. Yeah. So look into that. Anyways, but I'll be having my birthday shows. Come out for the birthday shows. And of course, the party is going to be in the bar area. And so if I want to learn comedy night. online, how do I do it? Go to thecomedyinstitute.com. My master class is available for video on digital download. And if I want to hear a fantasy football podcast, what do I do? I occasionally do <laughs> fantasy football harsh reality on SoundCloud. And CD, what do you got going? Uh, I got my YouTube show, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, CB's Gold MMA show. Thursday night, I will be doing another swap cast with Blake Stevenson of the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast. We're gonna what does do- that mean? You guys throw jizz in each other's mouth? Or- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go ahead and swap your jizz into my mouth. Oh, okay, now I'm going to swap it in your mouth. Did you eat a lot of carrots? Go on, CB. Um, so we'll do- be doing a swap cast talking about 205. <laughs> Our picks, which I've already given on tonight, but we're going to go, or today, but we're going to go more over it, discuss some other things, and uh, you may never see me again if Connor loses on Saturday. Oh, so. so He's already lost before, and then you, you, you come back? Yeah, but this is like the biggest moment of like... Listen, if he loses this fight, I will run the bath for you. If he loses, will you, you get a, will you get a grab I'll run the bath that you slit your wrist in. And wait, if I don't loses, need a bath to slit my wrist. If he loses, will you get an Eve Edwards tattoo? <laughs> what is Eve? Come on, you have 125 <laughs> tattoos. You might as well get a Eve Edwards. <laughs> yeah. I'll get Thug will you, Jitsu. Will you get Thug Jitsu on, yeah, on, thug on your jitsu. body? If he loses? I'd get Thug Jitsu regardless. All right, so if he wins, you get a Greg Wilson tattoo. No, if he wins, I'm getting another <laughs> Conor I want McGregor my tattoo. tattoo. I, want, I want my tattoo to be like a Calvin and Hobbes, where I'm, I'm Calvin, but I'm peeing on like a Ford logo. Something like that. <laughs> All right, why don't, so, okay, it's a good so, thing I have a dodge. So if, 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 if he loses, you get a Thug Jitsu tattoo. 
I don't need him to lose to get a Thug Jitsu tattoo. Right, okay. Gotcha. I did like when you asked, you're like, are you going to get an Ellenberger tattoo when he was here? He'd like, I'd really would love if you said no right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Eve, what do you got going? I have a podcast coming out, uh, the Even Steven podcast. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Not just about Even with fight. Either with E or Y? Why? Yeah, is it Even or Eve? So it's and Eve and Steven? Steven? Yes. Oh, and there's uh, another guy named Steven. Yes. I think so it's Eve Even Steven. Steven. Even Steven. That's Eve great. and That's Steven. Clever. Yeah. Okay. Eve N or Eve and? N. N. Yes. The letter N. Even Steven. Okay, yeah. got it. So that's actually, we're going to put it out today, and um, it's going to be fun. We're not talking about fights all the time. We will sometimes, but everything else. Steven is a stuntman. He's done a lot of, uh, we've done a couple of films together, and he's done a lot of movies, and, 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 and he was just in the new Star Wars and mm. a bunch of stuff. So we're just going to have fun Damn. talking about whatever comes up. Nice. Bullshitting and, and having a good time. Uh, no big deal, but new episodes of Wean Dog Radio. Thank you. E, what else you got going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing that you're going to see for a while. Going, out, going down to Austin to work on a film. Uh, Robert Rodriguez film, so that'll be nice. awesome. Awesome. Um, and S- stunt yeah. or acting or a stunt? Vampire stunt. spy kids? Arm on your doorstep. <laughs> Arm on your doorstep. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Eve Edwards' dating tips. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have some of those for you too, but keep them on keep them on the low. But no, yeah, that's all that's going on right now. Um, Building the Even Steven podcast and just doing more stunts with with my stunt. Are you done fighting? I'm done fighting for money. I will fight to protect the people I love. <laughs> listen, I've got some places I need you to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that is our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you guys in New York or New Jersey. Uh, and if you're in L.A., go see Greg. It's his birthday show. Thank I guarantee you. it'll be fun at the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. And go see CB in uh, the bushes somewhere. Okay, so... <laughs> Look outside. There's CB. Thank you guys so much. Take care.